I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Origin 1 is in the books and another round has passed us by a box head. Uh, obviously not the result we were looking for, but uh, without being too pessimistic, we kind of expected that we may not be quite up for it this year for Origin. Well, we haven't been up to it for years, so... No, I don't know. You've, you've probably caught me at a good time. It's six days on, so... And I'm on death's bed this, this week, so... You pass it on to me, you dirty bastard. Well, you spend two days with me and I'm not quite completely over it. I'm on second course of antibiotics, but pretty close. Got sent home from work today, so it's yeah. uh, running through us, but we're committed to the cause at least, mm. so we're here. Uh, but starting things off, Fast Five, we will talk about the origin, we will talk about the other games, but Fast Five, best, worst, highlight, low light. any questions coming out of Round 13 and State of Origin, what was your best? Uh, the Melbourne Storm, they were my best team for the week. I could have easily gone the Warriors, but I think they're fool's gold. I think Melbourne, uh, to me, I think against Penrith, Penrith have proven they've beaten a lot of the top sides this year. Uh, a lot of people pick Penrith, um, but I was really impressed with what the Melbourne Storm came up with on Saturday night in difficult conditions. Yep, well, mine was a split between the two sides leading the ladder. It was the Storm and it was the Sharks. The Sharks, obviously, not the best way to win, but you don't win nine games in a row without basically, you know, just being that kind of side now. They're, they're, winning has become a habit. When it does become a habit, you find a way regardless of the conditions and the Storm, I'm with you. Set it week in, week out. The forward pack, just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. I expected elite forward, hopefully, from McLean, but I didn't expect Solomona and Glasby and a couple of these guys to be doing what they're doing. This forward pack right now is close to the best in the competition. I don't want to overstep the mark, but I think it's pretty bloody close at the moment. Well, they they probably outplayed the Cowboys a few weeks ago in the middle. And so that's, that's the moment, to me, the they're, benchmark. They're so. the form... They're the form forward pack in the competition, that's for sure. Mm. And you throw back in Will Chambers, who I haven't forgotten about, but the way Munster's playing, him going back into the side within probably the next six weeks, Blair looking a completely different player, just doing his job under Craig Bellamy and the two Fijian wingers, it's uh, it's quite a sight. Yeah. And there's a lot less reliance right now on those key players, such as Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith, who came back the other night and just did their jobs. They didn't have to stress too much. Yeah, they did. So... Uh, very good. And like I said, the Sharks, that's what you've got to do. Win ugly, win nine in a row. That's quite an effort. But what about your worst for this week? Well, I thought Nathan Brown's groin stomp that, you know, didn't go through to the keeper, but um, more or less did. He, he, was, he wasn't put on report on the field, I don't think. Um, it went straight through to the keeper, and then the match review committee deemed that he hadn't used enough force in order to be charged. So Yo, it was a dog act. Don't stomp. Yeah, it was don't a dog act. The force. Um, That's like saying you've eye gouged someone, but you didn't and really you try. It to, well, you compare it to Jack White, who's just been suspended for touching a ref or yeah. grazing a ref. Ridiculous. But yeah, he's allowed to stomp on someone and doesn't get um, 
doesn't get charged by the judiciary. It's ridiculous. Bordering on fast school and bordering on taking the piss. Like it, It's like they're trying to take the piss. Well, he made an effort to stop him too. That's the other thing. Um, yeah. w- looking at it, intent or force or any other crap, I think there was intent there and it's just something you can't do. Mm. So I don't care how hard he stomped on him. Just don't do well, it. Exactly. It shouldn't come into it. No. Nah, it's ridiculous. Uh, my worst was New South Wales' attack. I am going to go there. Good. We had a ridiculous amount of football. It's still the same crap we said the last two years. I don't know what he's coaching them. They're playing overs. I know at their clubs they definitely play different. And the one time we saw us play square and a bit direct was when Maloney put Corden through that hole. And I'm just going to throw it out there right now. I do go for New South Wales, but that pass was forward. So for all the people still whinging and moaning and joining in with Laurie Daly, making excuses, which is half the reason for this losing culture that existed for the last decade, um, stop making excuses. That's basically where I want to go with it. So yeah, yeah. we'll get into it when we when we review the game, but. Uh, it wasn't pretty. The attack was poor, so... Yeah. Highlight? Oh, well, highlight? for me, the highlight was just having the full round back, and it was. I thought it was a pretty competitive round. Most of the games were fairly close. Obviously, uh, the Broncos got hammered, and then the uh, the Cowboys put a bit of a score on the Knights. But outside of that, I thought the round was pretty competitive and um, good to watch. There was two moments for me. First was a sofa Solomon's tri-assist. Yeah, that the big line pass, And yeah. just the run, I... He looks like he's going slow because he's such a mammoth man, but he beat seven blokes, and that pass was incredible. Mm. So I was a pretty big fan of that. I just didn't expect that he had that in him, man. The other one was Maloney's winning kick last night. Any moment like that in a game, uh, it was a pretty dour game, to be honest. The, the Bulldogs almost did a reverse Sharks of 2013-14, just made it an absolute grab fest. Well, they led the whole way. Yeah, they? but they, they dragged them right down into a dogfight. But the Sharkies did enough, and it's always good to see an 80-minute thrill like that and uh, Maloney just scraped that one in after he went right post and skimmed the left post and just sneaked that in. Uh, I enjoyed both those moments, but low light. Well, the low light for me was Origin 1. Um, just the late kickoff, the weather, the ground, ANZ Stadium, they've got to look at it. The, you know, I know it's widely spoken about that it's a poor surface, slippery surface. Hopefully when uh, ANZ Stadium get this roof put on, um, they can cover the field up and have it be dry for State of Origin. I just don't think... It makes for a good contest and a good spectacle. Like it's the games, they're always tight games, and I guess it suits us when we're playing against this Queensland side. But if you wound it back, um, you know, to ten years, yeah, ten years ago, we had a, had a good side. Yeah, the ball used to move around. So I don't know what's changed. I don't think the climate's changed there, um, but the field surface seems to be getting slipperier. If anything, yeah. so. I don't know whether it's a late kickoff or. Um, well, that's another thing they spoke about the other day, which I totally agree with. We go to that game. You got to get there super early to park. We were there just before six o'clock. Yeah. And what game we, didn't kick off till twenty past eight. It's it's that late, and then half time and ads and all the rest of it's extended. Like it's a great game of football, and you want to enjoy it. But Jesus Christ, for TV sake and all the rest of it, I know they pay for their ads and all the bits and pieces, but. 7.30 or 8 o'clock, something like that, even for kids and families. Yeah, it like, should, should be 7.30. Everybody wants to watch that. I know they want to get their dollars in, but for Christ's sake, if you want a better game as well for the players, the stress of something like that, sitting there all day, and that being even later again, yeah. compared to, say, the grand final, which is on at a reasonable time, to let them just get it over and done with. There's so much build-up and hype to it. It'd be better for everybody if it was a little bit, little bit earlier. I think the grand final is a similar time, to be fair. If it was an hour earlier, I'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Put that way. Yeah, well, 7, 7.30 kickoff would be ideal, especially on a weeknight. Yeah. Uh, my low light, I'm going back for New South Wales again, but in particular, Laurie Daly, the spray after the game uh, to me and the fact that people... I know the players are obviously not going to come out and say they disagree with him, but that's just... Well, some of them did. 
Not not directly, but no, they said they're they not going to play in the rest. We'll just we'll just endorse basically whatever Laurie says. And yeah, on the on the slide they probably didn't agree hundred percent. But this to me just is more excuses, and the losing culture continues, and just whinging and whining. If you were good enough, you would have got the job done. He had more than enough football in the second half. The first half, he dominated for 30 minutes. Queensland needed one opportunity, and they scored a try. Yeah. And they kicked that penalty goal. They absorbed everything. You threw to the kitchen sink. You got nothing. Uh, the Josh Morris try, I know people arguing whether it's try or no try. The bunker set up, to be honest. I don't even think he got close to the line. I don't think he did. I think it should have been a try based on the vision. I didn't actually see any vision of the ball. Not on the line. I didn't see any vision of the ball on the line. I didn't see him anywhere near the line. So, so on I, that, I don't know. I I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, and even us, like we're complaining, but the Maloney pass was forward as well. So we got a yeah. try we probably shouldn't have got. So to be whinging about that. And then there's... Well, we're not whinging about it. I just think it should have been, like, based on based on how it was sent up and based on well, we got what one, we know about the bunker. We got one for free as well, though. That's what I'm getting at. People are talking like we were robbed and even those decisions... Oh, we weren't robbed. I watched we, had a, a, we had enough chances. I watched a couple game. of those aerial contests. I could see one of them where our hand touched it first. The one off caught in his head, you could consider not a knock-on because off the head isn't a knock-on. And the penalty count was even, so I don't know what he's whinging about. But to me, this is just, again, excuses and adding to the losing culture and just bitching and whining instead of getting the job done. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Don't worry just about Just get that. the job done. We're that far gone now... And to come out like that after that, that just lost me again. That just further puts me behind and why every year I'm just really not expecting too much. Yeah. And poor old Dylan Walker, like I said, we, we uh, you know, weren't happy with the decision of him being selected. That's not a, a gripe on Dylan Walker. You're not going to knock an Origin jersey back, neither would I. No. Even if I got it for one minute. But you do that to him and he cops all the barrage and, like, it's just, it's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. It is. Well, we might as well just jump. What are we not, we're going to do questions. No, we'll do a couple of questions. But yeah, yeah. Well, what, what have you got from from Origin? Is that what you're asking? Uh, any yeah, questions? Uh, origin. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, you know, we'll go into it further once we get into the nuts and bolts of the game. But uh, we had our chances. We we weren't good enough. Queensland. I don't think Queensland were that great, but they were still much better than us. I, I think probably the scoreline flooded us. To be fair. Um, you know, when they looked like they wanted to attack, they looked a lot more dangerous than what we did. We had a lot more chances. We just played sideline to sideline, pretty much. Mm. So it but was que- disappointing. Yeah, questions out of origin all round 13. Well, uh, we we know that Boy Corden is not going to be there, so who replaces him? I think we both agree well, to be Wade Graham. If Wade Graham can't get a jersey, even in this circumstance, but besides the fact that he's logical because it's left-hand side, he plays with James Maloney, you saw last night again a mix of that toughness, and then he laid on that tricep for Benny Barber. Yeah, those little bits and pieces of his game. He should have been there in the first place. But if he can't get it under this circumstance right now, I don't know if he's got any other bloodlines or if he's got some way to dodge up an English passport or whatever. I'd be doing anything I could to go play rep football somewhere else. Yeah, it's hard to argue. But he, he we both agree that he should be the left side back row. Um, I don't think he can pick Dylan Walker. I don't have an issue personally with Dylan Walker. Nah, I didn't understand there. his. Selection um, and Laurie Daly, I don't think understood his selection. I don't think he understands. He, he just made himself out to look like a complete fool. Um, he's really put Dylan Walker in a shit spot because it's just like it's very, very hard, very difficult to be put on with nine minutes to go and expect to change the game. Um, he should have put him on as early as possible. In what role? We didn't even know what role he was. No, he, I, he wasn't quite standing as a fullback. They said he might jump in at dummy half. He wasn't dummy half. He was on there at light. Well, he was he, in he replaced limbo. Josh Jackson. He was uh, almost in limbo in between yeah. the play the ball and the fullback spot. Well, he replaced Josh Jackson and I think um, Greg Bird moved out yeah, to the right the edge. Back, right. So he played, He was playing at lock and just floating around the middle. Which, I look, that's fine, but 
with nine to go... Waste of time. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I, I, I would have rather him put Fafita back on, to be fair. And that's other things we're going to get into about the interchange plan, which is another yeah. reason I'm sitting here just completely baffled that he's making I think excuses. everyone agreed that when Fafita was on the field, we looked our most damaging and most likely. It's the I only mean, time we created any kind of second phase play and broke up the play the ball, yeah. So... But again, they're... Ridiculous. So we, we, we're we saying that we can't pick him, so who 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 else would you pick? Well, if you're going to go the utility, I said it last time, Jack Bird or Bryce Cartwright, and they cover more roles than Dylan Walker again, and that's yeah. simple nuts and bolts of it. Dylan Walker is a manufactured number six at the moment. He played juniors at six, as I've mentioned before, because as most coaches do when you're in a poor team, especially in the 20s, you've got to put those players in a position to touch the football. Yeah. That's why he played six. He never ball played. He used to run around blokes. Well, and I think he, he looked better on Friday night at yeah, centre. at centre. And even as a centre, yeah. like we said, on his best day, especially in attack, he's outstanding. Well, at least Trent Barrett's worked it out. Like, yeah. it's taken him half the year to work it Jamie out. Jamie Lyon was great before he went off, too, especially with the kicking game. Yeah, he was. But he's a manufactured number six. They talk about him being able to do fullback. Why are you covering for fullback? That's something you shouldn't be worried about. Right. If you're going to cover for positions, you need to cover for centre, second row, and half position. And worst case, someone that can play nine. Bryce Cartwright, Wade Graham, Jack Bird, all these guys coming through the juniors that played all those positions in spades particularly Wade Graham and Bryce Cartwright, who were genuine junior number sixes the whole way through, moved to the back row and both played in the centres. And they can do that role we're talking about with more confidence, obviously, than Daly had in Walker to go on and play in the middle. And he gave him nine minutes, if that was out of fear. Well, I said to you after the game, like, I I could cop, and I said it to a few people at work I was talking to about it, like, if Laurie Daly used him after 20 minutes and then after 60 minutes and had a specific role for him yeah, and it didn't comment. work and he came out in the press conference and said, look, this is what I was trying to do, yeah, didn't work, I'd go, well played. Yeah. At least you're trying yeah. something different. You know? Basically, like, that's fine. seemed like he but put him on. it was clear he had no idea no, how he was going to use no idea. So does that give more weight to... It makes him look like a fool. It, I don't think it gives more weight to the people saying that Fulton picked him. I don't believe that nah, side of things, whether he's involved or not. We're looking too deep into it. I think that's just him making a poor selection. No, I think it's a little bit of he's trying to stick with his culture. Like, he's had Walker in the camp, so he wants to pick people that have been in the camp, not necessarily on form, if you you know what I mean. Like, last year, Walker was obviously involved in the origin stuff, so theoretically... That'd be like bringing in Tarek Simba right now. No, no, I agree. His his form didn't warrant it. Dylan Walker's form didn't warrant it either. No, but it's I don't I don't agree with it. I'm just telling you what I what I know that he's thinking. Well, that's that's clear what he's thinking. That's yeah, ridiculous. It is. Uh, anything else? No, look, I'm with you. I think I'd, I'd cop happily cop um, Cartwright or uh, or Bird. Look, before Origin One, I would have went Cartwright. But now, based on what I saw on the weekend, I'd go Bird. Well, I'm a but big, I'd cop either. I'm a big fan of Jack Bird, but I'd cop either as well. Mm. Uh, you've answered two of the ones I wanted. Tigers and Farris situation, seriously, just sort uh, of out. Let's, yeah. uh, we're not going to go into great depth, but surely this is the end. Well, look, Jason Taylor's been almost proven correct in his theory at the start of the year. And look, it probably was highlighted even more in the Origin game in the fact that Farrah just won't pass the ball off the ground. No, and in good ball, again, watch it for anybody out there. If you're a Farrah stickler, we had a few people the other week going, oh, Farrah this, Farrah that, over in his blah, blah, blah. I like Farrah. If you actually watch it, he sabotages your attack. You need inside the 20, especially when you're five metres out and the line has no choice but to move forward and cut your time and space down. The nine just needs to dish a clean ball off the deck. Yeah. In that origin game, when it's already hard enough in those conditions to move the football around or throw any decent shape at Queensland, he's getting out and drifting sideways and pushing the half sideways. Mm. and just muddling around. Then he chucked a couple of kicks in on early tackles just because he ran out of options of what he was doing with the football. Just dish it off the ground. That's your job. Correct. Um, Look, I think 
I think in yardage, he's doing a good job. Like that, that's fine to do but that. Yardage is easy to get rid of. You're trying to tie up the markers and you're trying to work over the ruck. There's that's nothing fine. for him in yardage. But in good ball, he's absolutely ruining New South Wales' attack, yeah, he's and not he's the ruining focal point. the Tigers' attack. He's not the focal point. That's what he needs to understand. But yep. he only cares about one person. That's Robbie Farah. Mm. And I bring it again. If Michael Innes was there, Michael Innes would have dished the ball off the floor. Yeah, and done his job in yardage. Look, and, and I, I had the conversation with you last night that, you know, if he's going to pick Farrah again, and, you know, he said, I'm going to pick Ennis in Walker's spot, I'd rather Ennis there than um, Walker. You know, like, there's multiple options for Laurie Daly in order to improve this side. That utility role, there's 100 people you could have picked to do a better yeah. job than a bloke who plays centre. Who isn't basically. a utility, yeah. No, exactly. he's not even a utility. You don't yeah. pick a random centre, oh, he's a fullback and he's a fullback. No, he's not. Yeah. He's a centre. That's what he is. Uh, the other one, Seguiaro. On the outer, obviously being told to look for another club. Who picks him up? I'm I'm looking at the situation right now, and I'm I don't know if this is so much of a tarnish, or we know he's had the issues with the coaches and whatnot. He's an absolutely outstanding player. Well, Tigers. I seen him pull out on the weekend, obviously, and um, I, I saw him yesterday actually floating around the plaza, not looking too happy with the whole situation. And he pulled out of the cup game with a groin injury. It's it all seems a massive fall from grace, and I, I know that. The dinner or whatever it was doesn't look good, whether they're, they're involved in terrorism or criminals or whatever they are. But Bikers, compared to some of these other things... That terrorism. Some, yeah, but what some players have done and been picked up in a heartbeat, and it just seems that the, the trail's gone dead set solid cold on him. I think the trail's gone cold on him just because he's he's not playing that well. Like, and he hasn't really played for the last two years. Well, he's you know? barely playing at the moment because he can't get a run, but I'm sitting there scratching my head the other day going, well... The Tigers, dra- like if, say, Farrah goes, they're saying Ballon's almost done Well, Ballon just done his ACL again, yeah. so you can put so a pen through him. And then, really, they're trying to get rid of Cherrington, so they're going to go from having three to none. And then Hallertau's the other option. He's old. Little's there. I like Little He's good. He's a good kid. But, yeah, they're in a hell of a situation right there. But that's what I mean about this Robbie Farrah situation in particular. The Band-Aid has to come off. I mean, the, the Roosters, they like a bench hooker. This, this It'd just... have to be for the right money, obviously. And you'd only be getting 20, 30 minutes. The only one that popped in my head is obviously, you know, Parramatta. South Sydney? Yeah. I yeah. Like, they've got McInnes and they've got Cook. I know Cook's not really playing. McInnes played well again on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking more something like the Dragons who can't get a deal done with Rain. There's a few clubs I looked at. But again, I no offence to some of these clubs. but oh, I don't, the Newcastle? Yeah. But I don't really want to see him go somewhere like that and just fade to black, you know, and just be done with. Like, it, it seems like anywhere he goes next to fill these options could ruin him and he goes to the Super League and he's one of these players that in the click of a finger it's well, just... I'm sure the Warriors are buying they like buying in positions that they're chock full of they usually like buying 100 centres even though they've got a million of them yeah look I don't I don't know I think I think he'll probably end up in England to be fair he's going to get more money over there it's too early I agree I, I agree and it kills me it really does uh, alright well we'll do some fan questions Sorry if things have been a bit bumbling and stumbling. And again, there's been no coughing yet, thank God. But if either of us do cough, I do apologise. Um, what have we got? What have we got? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of origin stuff I'm expecting this week. Uh, here we are. Your mate, Jay. Does Cooper Cronk deserve an apology from Brocky? Went after him last week. Did play, which supports your theory, Brock. But ankle looked pretty bad before origin. Come on, boxhead. I'm not uh, apologising for it. I'm not apologising. Apologising. Apologise. No way in the world. I got proven correct. You got proven he, he correct. Wasn't gonna, he was always going to play. Tell me you did and say And it that. wasn't a personal attack on Cooper Cronk. It was an attack on the Queensland shit yeah. that they carry on with before every game. And the performance proves that they don't, they don't need it. 
They don't need to carry on like Muppets. Nah, you saw the ankle though. I saw I'm just wondering who it'll be next game. I was almost blown away when they said he was going to play for Melbourne after seeing the pictures after yeah, in the dressing room. He's My foot- theory was proven correct, Jay. It wasn't a personal attack. That's for sure. It was purple, but yeah. It was more just an attack on the Queensland culture. I was shitting bricks that he played for Melbourne. I was really worried. Yeah, good. So, he played well in both games. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, he had a hand in all three of our trials and scored the other one. So, so no filthy Queensland will get an apology from me. Good times. Tom Lacey. Uh, does Laurie actually pick the Origin team or is it handed to him? I can't understand having a utility on the bench for 71 minutes. Well, we've just run, we've just ranted about that. Agree, so, son. Yeah, agree. We agree. Matty Timberwood, boys, is Laurie really the man for the job? I can't say that he's very inspiring to listen to when he talks. Pre-game, he'd already sounded like we had lost, and watching his game plan on Wednesday night made me furious. Yeah, mate, I agree. <laughs> I wanted to seriously feel someone. I had a feeling this was going to be very origin based. A lot yeah, of people are tipping excellent. on our Laurie theory right now. Yeah, well, I don't think he's the man for the job. I don't think he's got. Firstly, I don't think he's collected a t- a, he hasn't picked a team that's resembled anything like what I think he's able to beat Queensland. I think we got lucky last year in Melbourne. More worried uh, about we got a couple of middle tries in Melbourne last year, and everyone started to get a fat about how good we were and how they're, we're going to kill Queensland. We're going to kill their forward pack. We got a couple got of rocked. tries through the middle, and um, a few things went our way in that game. There was a couple of tries disallowed. Like, I think Inglis went the length last year and got called back in that game. There were just some things that went our way otherwise we lose that series 3-0 we've lost 9 of the last 10 I, I don't know I'm, I'm happy to stick with the majority of the side that he's picked because I think half our problem is that we change it all the time but yeah, another problem, there's a few key areas that we need to get right we're ready to put the broom through finally and we didn't do it what happened with Queensland they lost for yeah. a couple of years only 2 or 3 years maximum I think and they just went nah yeah. done Look, Bird, for me, is going to go. Gallon's going to go. Farrah. But now I'm at the point... Farrah's going to go. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, no, 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 you guys can ride the ship. And as I said last week, if we got beat in game one, I don't think we should be putting any of these young blokes in to clean up their mess in game three. If the series is done, 2-0. Just pick the same side and let them go down with the ship. Well, I, I've got the opposite feeling, but for this game too. But right now, to me, is not the time. Well, either, either blow it up now... Or blow it up after game three. Don't blow it up at game three. Game three, I'd be giving all those guys an opportunity to play because there's no real recourse. Game two, I think, could ruin a few blokes if we send them up there and go, now we want to finally start with this full, fresh generation. We did a half-assed yeah, effort see, a few players I think players that's in. our problem. We fear like, going up there. I don't, I don't well, think, we already ruined it. I, I really don't think you can... You're putting that in their head. We what we need to say one. is, right, it doesn't matter where the game's played, some course not that bad. Like, if anything, it's a better place to play footy. Like, well, one from the last you've got nine. The, you've got the fans there that abuse you a little bit. So what? If one, get over it. You're a professional the, athlete. One from the last nine. I don't care. It's so. a dry... They, we get beat up there because it's a dry track, and they play better footy than us, and they pick a better side than us. So go up there, pick an attacking side, pick a team that can score some points. You need to actually have... And then go after it. Instead of coach. just cowering in the corner. Like, we're just... It's like we just wander around waiting to get beat. This game plan that he mentions. That game plan? I'd love someone to explain to me what the game plan was. It was just take a hit up and follow it up with another hit up, follow it up with another hit up, and I then go overs and drift sideways and pray to God that you create a number. I do not get it. And, yeah, look, there's, there's a lot of people protecting Laurie in the media. No one's really gone after him. No. Um, and he, he, obviously, he obviously is a great guy. He's a great player. Yeah, there's no knock I get on that. It's not a personal attack. But, but does, just because you played rugby league and you're you very good doesn't mean you can coach. And we've seen plenty of Especially in the first place. Especially origin level. Yeah. Incredible. Right? Incredible. Yeah. It's... I want to bang my head against the table. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Chris Crow is Paul Vaughan injured. If not, do you think he deserves to be dropped at Canberra? And is DC a bit of a myth? 
No doubt a quality player, as he is not J, not in JT's league or even Milford. Is he any better than most Tars in the NRL? The curse I cast on Daly Cherry Evans yeah, is working. you like the one that happens in the NBA. And as far as Vaughn goes, they rested him and Sean Fenson last week. They didn't rest him. So, they didn't rest him. I don't him. know. That's the way they worded it. He's rested. Crock of shit. Fenson was rested. He got dropped. He didn't deserve to get dropped. Bateman had a run. I don't know. They've got a million forwards, so if there is anything else going on, they Absolute joke. Definitely need to make a decision very soon with that situation. And you can see uh, Sunday footy show, uh, Freddie and Joey like almost fell over. Like when well, they were, everybody, like, how the hell didn't he get picked? Well, I tell you what, Paul Gallon, I listened to the Triple M yeah, thing yeah. straight after. Said, so mate, we'll give, take give Flano a call if you need to move mid-year. Well, so. Mate, he's borderline origin. Yeah, and I, you know what annoyed me out of all that? Is that Junior Paulo, what, strolls down the highway and gets a run straight away? Well, the other big issue... That's a joke. ...is you hear Ricky Stewart talking all the time about culture and wanting it and building things. You've just picked up a guy who's had trouble issues and sure you're going to get him next year, so what, he just gets a free march. That's I, I, I thought it was the totally wrong thing to do. So that, as far as building that supposed culture... That's not building that's, it. Well, it's fine for everyone but Paul Vaughan. So if, oh, if that, you know, like, obviously it's he's made way for him. And even fencing, like, like people... I know I've even mentioned myself that with the way they're buying, he's probably... Started to move on the outer, but from being there back in the day and the way he trains and the bloke he is, that's the last person that deserves to be dropped or could do anything wrong to be pushed out of a side as yeah. well. So, uh, if that's a sign of Look, things, I think he's deteriorating. Yeah, but North, if this uh, is a North sign North of North things North to come, Fenton. Uh, I suppose we'll find out. But we get a false hope this week because Shannon Boyd's been suspended. So, if yeah. there is anything going on, he's probably going to be really nice this week and you won't hear a word about it. But what happens the week after that? Well, I've heard he's on the outer. That's so. that's that's the thing that like you know him personally, and we're not going to get into your relationship with him, and and we're not going to you know have you talk to him in order to get stuff for the podcast. But what I'm hearing, and I don't know the guy, is that he's on the outer. That's that's the general consensus coming out of Canberra. Mm-hmm. Now it's obviously, you know, that'd obviously be news to him. But where does that come from? It obviously comes from it comes internally. Yeah, well, anything, from anything internal. that gets out usually like that. We know ourselves. You, yes. Sometimes you you find out, and you're not too happy about it, but. Um, they worded it last week that him and Fenson are getting rested. So rested, yeah. From what? What's he need a rest from? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Brendan Loftus thoughts on? Oh, well, sorry. The Daily Cherry Evan thinks he's definitely not even close to JT's league, and oh, Milford right. is a lot better. He never was. As far as most halves, I'm going to throw it out there right now. Ashley Taylor, if he plays the way he does this year for the rest of this season, and then has the same kind of form. Next year, and I know Benny Hunt's been a little bit down, but all those guys, Corey Norman, they'd all, for me, be ahead of Daly Cherry Evans in origin pecking order. They'd almost well, I think be six. Right now, Ashley Taylor's playing better than Cherry I'm Evans. I'm with you, but I mean, just on like putting it into a second season. Yeah, it's not really a conversation because no, 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 they're, they're, they're not in, it's not realistic. If you're but, just looking at how good their stocks are, though, if like Chris yeah. is saying, where do you put him with all the We're other halves? We're talking about their eighth-ranked halfback. Yeah, if We're you're going to rank him two. in the halves just for Queensland in general, if Taylor's got the same kind of form next year and even LG comes back playing the way he was, he's mm-hmm. another Queenslander, and you chuck Norman in and you chuck Hunt in even on an average day and Milford. a couple of these guys, there's going to be Michael Morgan. There's six or seven guys. There's eight guys in there. He's basically almost at the back of that order. Who are probably better than I And he's now. getting $10 million. And it burnt me. Did you see Fox Sports? Love or $10 million? And he said, some people get that. Ah, ah. I was like, oh, where's Brock right now? I need to record this. And you sit next to your best mate, uh, mate as well, Nate. They were the two that got asked the question. I said, oh, there'd be so much anger right now. What, was it really him? Yeah. What did he say? They had a Fox Sports thing, like a player probe thing, and they have two players from each club. When was this? Nate Moles and Daly Chairman's. I saw it during the week on an ad, and it was, would you prefer $10 million or true love? And Daly Chairman's is exact words. 
Uh, some people are lucky enough to have both. Ha 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 ha. Oh, Brock would be quivering oh. right now if I could record this. Like, yeah, how's your ankle? <laughs> oh, you know the worst part? My voodoo doll's working. You know the worst part? It was when I changed the channel, and you know you can't rewind for that first You're little like, bit. Oh, no. I, tried, I pressed it, and it stopped, and it wouldn't you go. You were going to Snapchat it to me. Yeah, I was you sending it and sending it to you. Just that sniveling little laugh. He's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. You would too, you ass. Some people get back. Sit next to Nate. Yeah. Like, yeah, how's your, two career, best, mate. how's your career going, Nate? Uh, good times. Brendan Loftus, thoughts on Hardaker moving to the NRL with Leeds shocking season this year and whose poor form do you think any clubs will be interested and if so, I'd be which surprised. I got a massive issue with this because people are going, he's coming immediately. Well, good luck finding someone who's going to pay $600,000 just to break his contract yeah. and then they have to agree to terms with him. And he doesn't have a clean track record himself over there in England. So if he's... I've got him on Snapchat, actually. Yeah, like that's it. what I'm saying. But if he's, if he, he's... He responds to some of my snaps. I think he's a fan of the show. If he's got so let's not... Let's not... Let's not nah, bash him too hard here. 600,000, that's a lot just to be able to talk with somebody. Well, when's then, he off? I think he's, I think he's got a fair while. They, they, they all signed five-year deal. That's what yeah. I mean. They're getting a transfer fee. It's like the Premier League. Yeah, right. This is like Tompkins all over again. Except Tompkins, they paid a million dollars. Who paid a million? The Warriors. Did they? Yeah. And they got most of it back because when they wanted Jesus. when they wanted to offload him and see him what it out, the Warriors said, "Well, guess what? You can <laughs> yeah. have him back, but we want give the us fee. the million. We back. want the fee back." So they got out scot free. But it's six hundred. It's three hundred thousand pounds. It's forty eight cents exchange. It's going to cost you six hundred k to break the contract, Jesus. and then he has to agree to what he wants to get paid over it. And he's on a squillion. So if Newcastle or one of these clubs, which is the people that are probably going to be interested, maybe Canberra, they love a pommy. Uh, your mob, if they wanted a fullback, I suppose. But you don't. You, that's that's the stumbling point. You got to pay six hundred k and then even agree to a contract. And then what? If you say to him, oh, you've got to prove yourself for eighteen months, he's probably not going to pull the hard yakker. You got to prove yourself. Yeah. So yeah, what happens? I, I don't know. I wouldn't touch him. I don't think many him. people are going to even think about it for the rest of this year. People are saying he's coming right now. I don't reckon anyone will touch him. Well, yeah. Not until the off-season rolls around and somebody sits down and has a real good heart. Well, no, you see. I mean, you can, get a, you can get a player from the NRL just as good yeah. at the end of the year. Without like, no one's that desperate to get a player, unproven player, for 600k but just before yeah. you even pay him a dollar. You haven't paid him yet. And then yeah. he has to agree to a contract. No, forget that. And there's only, like I said, a handful of teams left. And is he going to be happy paying for them? It'd be, you know, like if... Who would you be looking at? Like, say Melbourne didn't have a Munster, they'd probably think about it because they lost Slater. You know what money. I mean? Like, yeah, I know, I know it, but I'm just trying to yeah, Zach, you work can have a theory. ham sandwich and possibly win an NRL cop. You'd be like, no, man. Like, yeah, but nah. it's not Zach. Zach's not getting the 600. Leeds are. That's not nah, Leeds. He has to agree on a contract, though, yeah. to still come here. And Leeds are running dead last, and they're getting beat by 50 every week. Welcome to Bradford's spot, son. You'll oh, be playing with us next year. I think so. Yeah, the championship. Good times. Uh, but mind you, it's, it might, it's actually looking a little bit like. I, I don't know. I, no. They've gone from first to last. I can't believe it. Yeah, who cares? It's I don't. Know, it's just, it's yeah. Maranos. They're going down. They, Tra- play, they bloody held their own against the Cowboys at the start of the year for the first half. Yeah, for the first half. And then got, you, you sound just like the Pommy commentators. In no, the no, I'm just game. saying they, they actually did. They held their own. Obviously, in Pommy conditions, and Cowboys were, um, you know, they right in that there. one Steve all no, for sixty five. But they did. Like realistically, if you can throw them with the Cowboys, and you, should already, be, you shouldn't be running last in the yeah. Super League when they're already into their season and played some games, and the Cowboys just oh, roll they played, up. They played two games. Yeah, they they're about a month ahead of us. Still got the train put on them. Good times. They did. Cameron Patmore, a couple of questions. Best on ground in Origin. Mine was Fafita. He actually wanted to attack with plenty of offloads. I had New South Wales best player being Boyd Cordner. Uh, Fafita wasn't too far behind, to be honest. Yeah, and I had Cordner and Darius Boyd. On Queensland side, I was happy with Gillette, but I thought Maguire, Boyd, Gagai, they had a couple of guys that were, you know, pretty close. 
as far as uh, who was really good. Who else is sick of Laurie's tactics in Origin? Uh, who would <laughs> love to, you to get see giggle out of Laurie as coach? I think Tuvi would no, be perfect. See, no, see, no, no. Don't put Tuvi uh, in there. Put someone in there that's... Brock, there's going to be an investigation. Someone's going to be unaccountable. Someone in there who's got a brain. Yeah, but they I'm want... not saying Tuvi doesn't have a brain, but I don't think he's an Origin coach. No, but they want to see To me, like, someone like, put bloody Trent Robinson in there. Yeah, but the same problem. Give Bellamy another crack. They want a standalone person. They want not hire from the club. Leave me alone. So all you're going to get is random ex-players who are going to keep putting their hand up because they get a salary for it. Ivan Cleary. What's wrong with Ivan Cleary? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm fine with that. There Better snap go. him up before somebody else bloody does that. As if he's not in line to get a job. Uh, on a lighter note, was Tuvi talking about match fixing when he said there needs to be an investigation? Maybe. Maybe. There needs to be an investigation. Maybe he, he got tipped the wrong way. Yeah, he definitely did. Sean Chan, thoughts on the talent that the NRL rookie has? Well, it's pretty hard to tell. They only gave us five minutes worth of vision. I didn't really see any actual plays. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was weirdly shot, to be honest. I watched the first episode and I was a bit bit vague on it. They're like, yeah, this bloke scored a try. It was in a game of nines. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to take out of that? Yeah, it's I not a 13-man game. I'll... I've got no idea whether I'm playing nines. Well, but even still, you, I didn't... You're I... trialling to get an NRL contract to play NRL, yeah, which is 13 I didn't 13. watch, like, 10, 15 minutes of solid vision and get to see somebody put something together. I watched a bloke, like, make a line break in a game yeah, of nines. It's reality TV. Yeah, it's, I know. It's made... Yeah, it's not... But it's not helping when you're trying to form an opinion. I know. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching it, obviously, but, yeah, I, I thought the first episode... I got in trouble off MG because I was watching NRL 360 instead. Yeah. I sent him a Snapchat out of uh, NRL 360. He's come back. And, come on, man. The <laughs> rookie's on, on. Come on. Come on, Brocky. Yeah. Any so look, mate. I'm going to fast through the uh, fast forward through the ads later. Yeah, fair enough. I did the same thing. Sure. And whenever Aaron Mullen speaks, I just fast forward through that as well. Snap. Sean Chan again. Uh, any truth to Vaughan and Barnett to Newcastle? We need them. And was we'll... wasn't Barnett gone? Well, Barnett, they reckon, is going to be there this week. So he's a Newcastle junior. And the other one, they reckon, is going there's Brendan Elliott from the Roosters. They reckon they've negotiated to get both of them. Uh-huh. And they've got some injury issues. Vaughan to Newcastle, highly doubt it. Uh, and will the Sharks peak too early? Well, I don't think they've peaked too early. They're well, d- doing the right thing. They're collecting wings. They'll probably have a flat spot. It'll be coming up pretty soon, I'd assume. And they've got blokes in origin, so it's you know, not... You're not like, going like, If they don't win the comp, then everyone will say they peak too early. If they win the comp... You know, everyone's going to love them. I think so they're doing the right thing. There's though. always a storyline. Oh, of course, if they can get a home final, plenty. Of, well, yeah. we, we've said that Storm and and Sharks need to finish first and second. Mate, if they get home finals, they're both. In this the flips the whole comp on its head. Yeah. If they finish first and second, how it sits now, it flips the comp on its head. Mm. And they've just jagged a tough win against another team. Yes, that was Origin effective, but they had their share as well. Yeah, uh, and Melbourne, like I said, their forward pack and especially the Kiwi base we've built right now is doing a real good job shielding those two players. Mm. And Billy, no offence, it's been two and a bit years right now, but the way the team's going with the forward pack and Cameron Munster, I'm not saying I don't notice he's not there, but it's not something glaring to the point now where you're like, well, oh, I've had geez, enough time really to adjust to not having him. Well, I just think that when Munster came in... the but tri- throw him in there. Like, Slater's going to be very, very good for the side. But at the moment, you can't rely on him because he can't stay fit. No. Nigel Huntley, Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. Oh, my God. Who's, when's that on? Oh, I think Brock Lesnar got announced the other day. Back in the UFC. For one fight in 200. Oh. So it's a big okay. big sideshow. And then he's going back to the WWE, they reckon, for the next main event straight Is he after. fighting Mark Hunt? Apparently. Mark Hunt's going to murder him. So he's just collecting paychecks, basically. I would imagine so. He made an absolute squill off the WWE. They gave him like a part-time deal when he just got to walk in, walk out for like main events. They gave him the title. Like the title's literally disappeared off TV for like eight weeks. Wow. And then he'd just come back and ravage someone and disappear. But now he's doing the same thing. He's going to rock up for one fight, probably get his head punched in by Mark Hunt, and then 
you know, take some pay-per-view cash and then go to WWE and take some more of Vince McMahon's cash. Excellent. So Brock Lesnar's just taking dollar bills from every bucket he can get his hand in it. Good times. Uh, all right. The Buckstar. What are your thoughts on Farrah versus Taylor's situation? If you had to keep one of them and punt the other one, who would it be? I'd, I'd punt Farrah. I'd just punt both of them. Yeah, I'd do that too. Just let it ride. There you go. Put the broom through. Ty, that's the biggest problem with the Ty. If I had to keep one of them. If you know it's yeah, gonna, but I don't have to, so yeah. I'd pump. I'd but pump you know it's going to happen. It's not going to end pretty, the Tigers, unfortunately. Uh, and at him again, the Buckster. Also, <laughs> please do more Laurie Daly impersonations on the podcast. I can't prevent myself from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie's just confident today. Oh, every, every question in the fan forum in this early part, we're going to do a little bit later on. Uh, Laurie, why did you pick Dylan Walker? I uh, thought I don't know. I had a specific role in mind for Dylan. Basically, was Dylan on the bench? <laughs> Shit! I forgot that I put Dylan there. Yeah. I got him to warm up a couple of times, but oh. basically the game plan was if we got in front, I'd throw him on and say I had a plan. But we weren't in front, and I hadn't used him, and I did not have a plan. I called it about ten minutes into the second half. I said, "Yeah, look, he's going to put Walker on with ten to go here." I said to you, I don't reckon he's going to use him. Are, I thought he was going to see him down because he literally are, didn't move. Yeah. He hadn't moved. He, he shouldn't have put him on in the end. No, nah, he shouldn't have. He should have just gone Josh Reynolds on a game one the other year and just left him. Oh, <laughs> that's less embarrassing, I reckon, just getting left than getting a handful of minutes and then trying to milk a penalty with your only touch of the game and dropping it. He just set him up to fail. Excellent. Like when Ricky Stewart patted Jamie Bure on the back. You sent him out there for three minutes to dish the ball from nine a couple of times then brought him off and went, good job. Good job. Good job. I'm like, you just let him pass off the deck about four times and you've benched him again. Yeah. What was the point of that? Excellent. You've just ruined him. He got 30 grand, sure, but he's now infamous for his three minutes playing nine. <laughs> like, good job. Uh, nickname. Apart from Broncos versus Cowboys, what's been the most exciting matchup of the season so far? Well, the two this weekend were pretty close. The Titans-Rabbits game was pretty good. Um, the other, like last night's game was good. Yeah, last night's was ugly. I think both the Brisbane... Versus Cowboys games, you're saying one, I reckon both, good. one and two, that'd rank um, them. To me, the Storm Cowboys game was good. That was a good in game. Double header. That's probably number three. So basically, and in, uh, the Titans game against Canberra, I thought was good down in Canberra, mm. where they won late. Believe in the Canberra uh, Raiders, uh, sorry, Newcastle Raiders game was good. The one where they, they had a draw. I was at a Bucks party. It was so bad, it was. I was filthy because I had a multi on that one, and I saw that a draw. I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Just it was the it was the guarantee of the weekend as you can imagine you're like oh Newcastle ha <laughs> ha then it was early rounds I thought Canberra's got good odds I'm getting into this draw yeah. after leading eighteen nil the heartbreak the horror the horror all right reviews from the weekend jump into them uh, oh Origin first <coughs> Queensland six four basically to me. Uh, we had a million chances on the ball. We had all the momentum. We absolutely pummeled them, but they just absorbed. They did what they always do. Well, they did. They, and we didn't throw a whole lot. Like I said, shape-wise, it doesn't look like we have much of a game plan. But uh, the whinging about the ruck by a lot of people, same deal. The rules apply for both sides. So if you see that the ruck is slow, you also need to try and bend the rules. Yeah. And we just did. Uh, penalty count was even. Yeah, the head high, the gallon thing early on, blah, 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 whinge, whinge, whinge. But basically, all I can say at the end is boo-hoo. We got away with Maloney's short pass the only time we played square, being forward uh, as a try. And basically, the only opportunity they got, they scored off. And in the second half, it felt like we were just parked inside their 20 and we couldn't find the trailer. They just did exactly what we talked about. They absorbed, they grinded, they kicked early. Uh, in the last 10 minutes, it was like watching a Melbourne game, basically. Yeah, they just was. kicked early. Smith picked his moments as he does to jump out of dummy half. And um, there's literally no excuses. I have no problem with the Josh Morris try. 
because like I said, I don't even think he got close to the line. He's bitching and moaning, and we're making excuses about that as well, and a few of these errors. But overall, I, I thought, yeah, surely we got a bit of a roll on. We had those opportunities, but we did nothing with it, so we didn't deserve to win. Hard to argue. Yeah. Hard to argue. I just thought tactically we were rubbish. We picked... You know, a few of the wrong players. I, we had too many middles, too many front oh, rowers. And that's... Don't even start me that. need to get Fita more time Fita gets 25 minutes. Even the Woods first in. He played him and then he sat him until... Played him too long. Yeah, but he, then he left him for like 50 he minutes. Did. He left Gallon on there If you're going to pick five middles, you've basically got to say, okay, basically all my interchanges are going to be bang, 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 and we're just going to keep rolling. Yeah. But he left the most deadly of all those weapons in for Fida until it was too late. And the one stint he did get was absolutely outstanding. He should have given him two stints, first and second half. Mm. Like, I thought the halves were good. I thought Robbie, Robbie Farrar uh, stunned our attack. Matt Moylan, mixed game. I don't. Everyone's yeah. in love with him. Errors. Um, he made a few critical errors. He cost us two line dropouts for not taking kicks cleanly. Yeah, so... So I think he had a mixed game. I thought Josh Mansell was good on debut. He Boy, carried strong. Was outstanding. Well, Cordner, um, unbelievable. But outside of that, I thought, yeah, it was a pretty steady performance. There wasn't too many real standouts. I think, you know, for me, we missed Trent Merrin because, again, he can he can provide that punch and offload. Uh, to me, Dave Clemmer is there to break tackles and get offloads, but he, he didn't either. Um, well, he carried Michael Morgan. Yeah, OK, but that's about that it. Was one, that was the only tackle he broke. That was one mind. big carry, and that's my knock on Woods. If anyone watches, he got two quick play of the balls. Both of those were off the back of Tarmow. Because Tarmow has footwork, dragged a couple of blokes in, then found the turf and provided Woods with a quick play of the ball. And to me, Aaron Woods needs a haircut because I can't take him seriously when he looks like a girl. And he wears a girl's like, he looks like clip in, a ha- in his head. Jesus. Jesus, man. Up the Red Sea, which ah, he didn't. Get a haircut. Um, it's ridiculous. We look like we play like girls and we look like girls. And even even though I thought we did a good job on their starting front row pair, like we did a good job on Scott in particular. When they brought Maguire and Papali on, they just took over anyway. Yeah. And you know, and I didn't think it was an outstanding game from Thurston or any of their players. But like I said, they needed one opportunity. And they took it. And Michael Jennings learned how to pass. Well, he can't pass. He hasn't been able to pass since high school. Justin O'Neill got KO'd, still managed to flick that ball with about two centimetres of space between him and a defender killing him. Janko got the ball 100 times with the possibility of They set on. us up for that try too. Like If yeah. you go and watch the game, they, they kept kicking, 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 kicking it and early. It. And then on that one, Mansour dropped back a little bit too far. In the end, half a step too far, and he couldn't get there to shut it down. Oh, they got play five. Yeah. So it was classic Queensland, and that's not tactics. That's not coaching. That's having smart halves setting you up. Basically. For your, for your punch. You know? Same as the jab when you run that stupid block play a lot of times. Short, short, short at the back or vice yeah. versa. And just, yeah. I honestly thought they didn't have a, they didn't even have a heap of opportunities, but they just, they absorbed so much. Yeah. And then it just burns when you don't change anything. We just threw the same crap at them over and over and over again. Well, it's very easy for them when we're not applying any pressure no. on the scoreboard. We're not breaking up the plays. We're not changing anything. We're not playing direct. We're not pushing the numbers. We literally just sent one out after one out and decided to get rolled over and then try to drift sideways. Mm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so annoying. We've got a couple of weeks. There will be a couple of changes basically forced. Other than that, I don't think he'll make too many changes, which is annoying. But Friday night, Canberra, 30-18 over Manly. Poor start, letting Daly Cherry Evans crash over with some pretty soft defense. But they woke up. After that, they rolled really well in the middle and they exploded early in the second half, getting a couple of really, really quick tries. But um, it was hard to read too much into it when they lost Daly Cherry Evans, Jamie Lyon and Brent Lawrence, basically, all at half-time. Uh, it's been the story of Manly season. Basically, any time they get any troops back on or they get someone back on the field, they, they have to shuffle and 
readjust and try and set things up to get through a game, and they just can't. Yeah. And they're running out of troops. Canberra frustrate me because they should have blown them off the park and put 50 on them. And instead, they just fell asleep and conceded a couple of crap late well, tries. At the end of the game there, it looked like looked conceivable that they... Um... Tommy scores that try and they kick the goal. It's six points with six minutes to go. Yeah. And I'll give a rap to Jack White, and he's had some bad games the last few weeks, a bit rocks and diamonds, but a couple of tries this the other night, scored one, and that chase was uh, obviously a really good moment. And um, But honestly, everyone keeps saying they're a dark horse, and I probably agree there's the potential there. But that second bit there just has me, again, thinking they're absolutely no threat. They could maybe jag a top four spot. I think it's highly unlikely. But in finals, with the way they treat their defensive attitude once they get a lead, they will get wiped by any of those top yeah, four they sides. Yeah, they look to me like a bottom of the four, yeah. or bottom of the eight. Bottom if they fix the that side of things, where they can actually defend well, they've the game. They've got some time you know? to do it. Yeah, 100%. But so. you, you've seen it too many times this year. Yeah. And the losses they've had are poor losses. I think Caesar and Austin have tapered off a bit as well. They're yeah. not playing as good as they were at the start of the year, in my opinion. Well, so. the, the big focal point's obviously that right-hand side. Rapana and Leilua are outstanding. Leilua is an absolute machine. Yeah. Two line breaks. He set a try up, five offloads. Gordon knows how many tackle busts. And Joey Johns was talking that they will kick him to the left-hand corner to stop him from getting the football. I'm like, it's not stopping him. He's just going to come take a hitter. Yeah. Those two were both just going to the left side anyway. Maybe on kick returns, Rapana's not bringing it back. Mm. But you can't miss Joey Leilua at the moment. He's making sure he gets the football. Yeah. And he's an absolute menace. He's doing as good a job as their forward. He's basically starting the sets for the forwards. Well, him and Rapana, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they were both in the team of the week. Again, like, technically, when people pick it, I'm not surprised. 200-plus metres for Rapana, 160, an absolute chaos by Leilua. But a uh, real test against the Broncos. They've been struggling a little bit themselves. They've been flat for a few weeks now. Manly, they play Penrith. That's going to be hard, missing those three players in particular for another couple of weeks. So their season, oh, you'd have, have to put a pen to them now. It's getting to that point, yeah. Yeah. Well, Daily Cherubins, I reckon, four weeks. Lion, potentially four weeks. Brett I didn't, uh, I didn't rate them that much at the start of the year, but they've been nah, absolutely hamstrung they've, by injury. They've never had a chance to even string together like no, a month haven't. or six weeks for us to sit there and go, okay, I've got no, a solid... You can't get a read on me no, at all. You can't look and go, I've got a solid read on six weeks of form or something here. Yes or no. Like, it's just been ridiculous. So, uh, hard times continue for them. Saturday, the Warriors have the Broncos. The Broncos were flat, ill-disciplined. Um, obviously, a tough turnaround having a couple of blokes have to play, uh, you know, after flying over for Origin and basically only having a day in between. But to be honest, New Zealand just fight on all cylinders. That's the the brand of football you wish they'd play every week, but they just don't. Mm. They absolutely bulldozed them in the middle. There was great intent in their carries. They pushed in numbers. I think at half time they were already in double figures with offloads. And when you generate that ruck speed, that got Isaac Luke Keane, who was probing, which then generated space for, you know, bloody Sean Johnson. and Just every, everything was on display. But the thing is, you know you're not going to see that for 10 weeks or eight weeks. Mm. And it's probably just another one of these false flashes in the pan during an origin period, unfortunately. Basically, yeah. So it's hard to read a lot into it. You want I to. I don't fall in love with the Warriors. No, you don't. Fool's gold. You want to, but you don't. Well, yeah. they were very good. Broncos yeah. were off. Yeah, two mile Lola here. Even that pushy to a try. Where? Hell yeah. I get angry that they drop him in and out for people like Jonathan Wright, like... You mm. buy him or you bring Blake Hayes for over, but you've got that there. That's your own junior. And you spend money on these other guys. Yeah, crazy. Isn't it? And then you've got Marmola, who's an absolute gun too. Like it's, uh, I'm confused sometimes, but yeah. Not going to take too much uh, out of that game. As far as the Broncos are concerned, that's three in a row. That's a little bit concerning to lose to the Tigers, lose to the Warriors. Um, it's very uncharacteristic. Last year they did good during this time of year. Much like the Cowboys, they kind of bucked that trend, but... Um, they're definitely going to be keen for this week, and it's going to be a tough test. They get the Raiders 
up there at Suncorp Stadium, the Warriors. Typical get to build in this period. They've got Newcastle. Yeah. So they're going to go over to Newcastle, probably hammer them. But yeah, speaking of poor old Newcastle, they played the Cowboys. Uh, it's a one-sided affair as always. But honestly, I find them more interesting to watch than a couple of sides in this competition because I think they have a go. Yeah. And that's probably the, the biggest endorsement I can give Nathan Brown. His players are trying. Um, the same couple of guys stood out as always. I thought Safedian, particularly Paulie Paulie, I think he's really taken that chip on his shoulder since he left Parramatta yeah. um, and went there. And playing 80 minutes or close to 80 minutes in the back row suited him. He's really, really destructive. He's getting through a lot of defensive work. Safedian's been outstanding. Um, and I'm not his biggest fan, Nathan Ross, but Rasta. he's bloody playing well. Sione Matautia, same deal, starting to look like he's getting sick or doesn't really want to be that guy that's been touted as the youngest kangaroo ever, just a flop. So I've seen a bit better from him the last few weeks. But the Cowboys just chewed him up, spat him out. Basically 1,900 metres to 1,200, uh, 90% completions and 11 line breaks to two. What do you expect? Exactly. Um, two completely different sides. Good on Newcastle for trying again. They've got the Warriors, gets no easier. Uh, the Cowboys, we get a cracker rematch between them and the, the Sharkies. So it's going to be hard for the Sharkies to go 10 in a row, but it is at the prison. Yeah. So that's going to be a cracker game. This week, the Melbourne Storm, 24-6 to six over the Penny Panthers. Penrith got the first points from a poor Vunavalu read. Uh, but to be honest, I thought Melbourne controlled the whole game, especially through the forwards. Penrith were always on the back foot. Um, I heard some complaints the other day. McKendry got charged, but Corabetti didn't get charged. I'm going to make an argument for this, and it's going to sound biased, but I have a big issue that when someone's going into the corner, you can't put your body on the line. No, I had, an, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter about it. Um, I have a, Pat I have a fan, and he was sort of saying, look, it's it's wrong that one was charged and one wasn't. And the way the rules are, I agree with him. I, because I get the rules that, are, for that situation. No, and this is the argument that I had with him. I don't, know what that, I don't think do. Corabiti there, I don't think he should have to worry about it. He should just be trying, trying to save to a try. try. Like, so I don't think he had enough time to think... Like, I'm going to wrap my... Like, he was just trying to stop the try. No, when so, someone's going in the corner... Whereas I be, thought McKendry's yeah. was premeditated and deliberate. Not saying that Corabetti's wasn't deliberate, <coughs> but... Oh, I'm not defending that side, but no. that, I I had the same argument at home watching this game with a Panther fan as well, but my issue... And again, because I'm sitting there, he's a Panther fan, I'm a Melbourne fan. In the corner, to me, there's nothing sacred when someone's going in to score. I'm not saying you can shoulder charge in the head. If you make contact there or in KO him, et cetera, or whatever... But if you can't go into the corner and put your body on the line and try and have a collision... I don't think it's a shoulder charge. It's more a bump. It's more a collision. It's yeah, just it's doing what bump. you need to do. So I think that's one of those grey areas, again, where I look at it and go, well, what else are you supposed to do? You can't make a good arms wrap tackle and trap He should have wrapped his arm. You've got to get in there and eliminate just that. make the effort as much as you can with your momentum to try and push the ball or the player over player the sideline. Yeah. So... Well, we agreed. Me and this Panthers fan, I, I said to him, look, by the rules, he should have been charged. Yeah, 100%. I had um, no problem. But I think the rules should cater for situations where someone's trying to save a try. That's not, not yeah. saying you can't fly in and shoulder charge someone. No, but but if you, if you should be able to go in there and just put your body on the line and try and stop If someone's car. right down to the turf, you're not wrapping your arms around him. The only thing you can do is put a body check on, basically. So basically... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
but you're better off Jamie Yates going in. Yeah, just put your, just go with two just studs swing, up. Swinging, swinging arm. Go Premier League. Drop both your feet in there and just kick the bloke in the face. Yeah. If you can't get someone who's getting low to the ground. Well, apparently that's legal too. You're allowed to knee people in the head and all sorts of stuff. So. Good times. Mm. Yeah, like I said, it's going to sound biased, but I reckon it's bullshit to be honest. In that certain, uh, no, it's, it's not biased. Like I just, I just think in that circumstance, to me, that's a contest. He's going for the line. He's getting low. It's hard to make a proper tackle or wrap your arms. You've basically just got to throw yourself in there. Yeah, the rules at fault. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's it's a grey area like the, the corner post used to be for me. The mm. fact that if you touch that, you're out. If you made a yeah, circus well, act in that in that situation, the Fussy Tour trial wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah, exactly. And that's the stupidest thing. It used to yeah. give me the absolute cranks, but. It's one of those things I'm looking at right now. Going well, if you can't basically throw yourself in there and make a desperate effort legally, not crunching him in the face, mm. well, what are you supposed to do? So, and these wingers are getting bloody good, uh, like I mentioned. But uh, how do you see it from your perspective? I honestly didn't feel threatened at all for Melbourne the whole time. No, I didn't think Penrith Soward wouldn't take the ball to the line. Nathan Cleary was the only one really digging it in. He was trying hard. Um, you know, I thought he had a mixed bag of a game, but his effort was great. He yeah. held his own. What's um, he supposed to do? They go, oh, we took him to the Canberra game. We don't want to debut him today because Canberra's got a big forward pack. All right, I've got a better idea. Let's take him to Melbourne on a Saturday night in the wet and play the Storm for his first game. That's that's a lot better circumstance to take an 18-year-old to. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus, take a knife to a gunfight, my day. I don't know. But yeah, I, thought he, I thought he went well. Debut him against Newcastle or something, build his confidence. Let's just take him yeah. to Olympic Park. Amy Park, sorry. And run him up against the, probably the best team in the comp, or one of yeah. the best teams in the comp. Well, I spoke to him after the game, and he said the coach was pretty happy with. with I thought what he, he did. was great. He was he, disappointed with. He made the team. thirty-eight tackles. They didn't uh, didn't slack on him. Yeah. So I thought he was pretty good. He only missed two. No, he was happy, and he des- he's deserved it. He's you know I've had a lot to do with him since what twenty twelve. So hmm. seen him come through. No one's worked harder than what than what he has, and he's had. You know that stigma of his Ivan's son, um, and Ivan's not oh, there he's, anymore. He's so definitely not living he's got for his dad's own. name. He's, no, he's, he's got there on his own two feet. I've watched so. him play as well and said to him multiple times. Him. He's one of those ones I look at, and he definitely deserves to be there. Um, they really Melbourne made a conceited effort to spot up Sout and Peachy. That gap between those two, yeah. they, they found three tries, basically in the same spot of the field. Bromwich, Harris, Proctor, all the forward pack outstanding. Smith comes back casually, kicks a forty twenty, makes fifty tackles. Cronk just decides, even with a blown ankle and been playing kind of average so far this year, building that he'd assist three and score one. So, mm. um, yeah, I never thought there were three, 34 misses to 10. Massive difference. Well, there you go. That's the game. Massive, massive difference. But Melbourne, best defence in the comp, but improving attack all the time. Yeah, they are. Scary. Very scary. Uh, they play the Roosters this week in Sydney. Uh, without Pierce and Cordner, I'm not sure. They definitely know Cordner. Pierce is uh, to be decided on. So that's a little bit interesting. And Panthers get Manly with a couple of injuries as well. Speaking of the Roosters, they beat the Tigers 32-18. to 18. And in the wet, to be honest, congratulations to those 3,500 fans who went to that game because that was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And um, I messaged you basically as soon as I saw the torrential rain. I only had one thought in my mind that the Tigers were in trouble with that Roosters forward pack. As long as the Roosters didn't offload or promote the football too much, you had the feeling, <laughs> just given the conditions, that they were going to actually give it to them, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. Jared Rhea Hargraves, of all the games with a bad knee after a couple of weeks to decide to have your best game, was violent. 250 well, metres. What was it, four games back now? Yeah, 250 yeah. metres, and he just tried to hurt everyone that moved. Four games back's perfect. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, he's been warming up to that, I think. And after the game, he said, look, the wet weather was good because it just oh, narrowed the field. Lo- he loved it. It was <coughs> just one out. But, yeah, they gave it to him. Yeah. They did say gave it to him. And 
the earliest sign of it and smart football, obviously in those conditions because they were winning the physical contest, they were getting quicker play the balls, getting the tyres to compress, and then they were just doing a simple two-pass, getting to the edge of the ruck. A few of the tries were just simple crash-overs in the conditions due to the fact that they were winning that middle. Well, when, so. the, when it, the game was clear it was going to be a wet-weather game, I just went totally off the Tigers. Yeah. I was almost... When, when, I heard, um, when I heard Pierce was out... I went, oh, okay, I might, I might flip here. Yeah, the and weather. Then I heard was out. I was, oh, and then, yeah, the weather. And then when I heard Farrell was out, I was like, well, I know, we know their wind record I was not there. playing. Um, but then the weather happened. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to put my trust in the Roosters. I, yeah. I still can't trust Brooks and Moses to kick well and control the game. They couldn't. No. There was a difference in the game. Jake Friend controlled the oh, game. How good was your kicking game? Uh, enormous. So to me, that was the reason why the Roosters got over the line. James Tedesco comes back from another injury, has a hand well, in both tries yeah. and scores one. Yeah. Blokes are free. Like I said, that's that's what got me out of the line when I was looking at it. But the weather, as soon as I saw the weather, I'm like, they're going to get hammered. Yeah. These boys are going to just kill them. And Jared, in particular, just absolutely lapped up the fact that no one could avoid him. Uh, it was good to watch. Good fun. I love Jared so much. Uh, the Roosters, like I say, they play Melbourne at home this week. The Tigers, they have Souths. Uh, that's a bit of a battle for both those sides. Speaking of Souths against your mob, quite a game. Uh, you had them down 12-zip in the first half. It was a Burgeye error fest, as always. We'll call them on it. No one else will. I think it was 14 at one stage. I think Sam made about four errors in the first half on his own. Oh, and the thing that annoys me is no one, no commentator calls him. No, nah, they don't call Everyone's, him. Everyone's, oh, Sam Burgess, well, he's just been their best today. Like, well, forget about the six handling errors he's made. Yeah, I was like, good on your 270 metres and whatever That's else. That's great. You can't yeah. drop the ball four times and give away two yeah. penalties. Like. You should almost get the 10 metres taken off you if you make an error at the end of it. Yeah, well, you between, haven't really made metres, have you? Between the three of them this year, I'd love to see their individual error counts. Well, I, I, we were talking um, via uh, text, myself, uh, you and Gossip, and I, I kept saying, oh, it's all right, the Burgesses will make an error. And I think after I said that, there was three or four of them. Yeah, so, there was. There was. Um, but 12, yeah, and that was the difference. 12 nil at half time. You guys were in control. You got an early try again, and at one point it was 24 6, looking quite comfortable. But what do you think happened to the Titans? I basically thought they looked flat. Uh, I don't know how you can be flat when you're ahead by 24 to 6, but it looked like they they just were flat and they went into shutdown. The Titans? Yeah. Yeah, they, they looked like they shut down. They did. They go a bit Broncos when they get to a lead, start yeah. to look at the clock, and that's basically what just, it was. Yeah, they, I don't know. Well, it's a little bit that they don't. There's not a lot of experience in the side, um, in the in the halves especially, in in closing games down. They just need to continue to play the way they were. Mm. It was working. Well, they got that late try to Hoffman, and you thought it was all done and dusted. But there's always more drama in our real game. An 80th minute try, they go to Golden Point. South kicked the field goal. Absolute jubilation. But Nathan Brown, two brain snaps in a matter of minutes. Nathan this, Davis. Nathan Brown. Oh, well, the Nathan stomp, Davis. The groin stomp followed by the grabbing his at marker. His two, two friggin' brain snaps to get it to go on point. And call whatever you want. Oh, he dived at marker. Just don't grab the bloke. It's as simple as that. Oh, he dived, yeah. If you don't grab him, though, then I get the penalty. I oh, know. He did the stomp and he did that. At the time, I thought, you're going to get suspended and you're lost in the game. Mm. But somehow, he didn't get suspended. Uh, but he did lose in the game. He did. So, yeah. There is a bit of karma there. Yeah. Ashley Taylor just keeps going from strength to strength, kicks the winner. They get the job done. Please, Neil Henry, as much as I like you as a coach, put Nathan Peets in the start. My God, you're killing me. I'm sure you're killing Brock even more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Ignatius Parsi, a few of those guys in particular. Zeb Tay's been solid all year. Ryan James had his best game, but anyone calling for him to play Origin, bang you out on a table. Um, oh. You know, have one good game and score a couple of tries. Jimmy you know, Smith, oh, yeah, we've got to pick Ryan James. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jimmy. Good on you, Jim. Good call, Jim. You idiot. Uh, and congratulations to Sasifa Talakai. Got a debut there. I watched him play 
SG ball the other year and thought this guy's a bit of a bulldozer and a quick rise. He played junior Kiwis, now he's playing first grade. So mm. uh, scored a try on his first touch. That seems to be a common thing now. You get a debut, yeah, and you, if you're a winger or a centre, you basically crash over first touch. Hey, man. It's insanity. Uh, but South, like I said, they get the Tigers this week. The Titans, you play para. Yeah, up in Darwin. Yeah, staying on the Watch road. Watch out for those crocodiles. Ooh, yeah. If any of them are near the training field, Neil, get them inside. Oh, shit. Pack them up and get them away. In the last game of the round, the Dogs, uh, they lost to the Sharkies, 20-18. to 18. Ugly game, plenty of penalties, lots of one-outs and... Bit of grub going on, but I got the feeling the dogs did a reverse sharks of the past year. Yeah, they, they did. Tried to drag them into an drag the game down, grub fest, and get them one on one and playing through the middle. And to be honest, I thought the sharkies bit in a bit. They blew a few chances, like Barber dropping that ball cold, and any time they seemed like they had a chance. But um, there was a few moments again which show you this year they've they've got the ability or there's definitely changing their side. That flick pass from Jack Bird was an absolute ripper. From nothing doing, standing still, beat a few blokes and threw that cracker. We well, made Josh Morris like everyone is in love with Josh Morris's defence. Ah, such like Jack, Jack Bird ran around and gave him a bar fast on. Yeah. And then you got that. And beautiful... then I thought he dominated him when he was def- he was tackling him. Yeah. Like he, he got him. You know I love too. He makes Morris. it personal, Jack Bird. Yeah, I love good. it. He makes it personal every week, it. and he just crowded him with the play of the ball, and he was yeah, grabbing him. It was good. like he's literally whoever's opposite him every week just cops it for eighty minutes. Good. There's plenty of spite about it, but... Bit um, old school. They found a way. They made plenty of errors and frustrated themselves, to be honest, when they got involved in it, but they did find a way. And um, Chad Townsend, again, unsung hero. Got him back on track when they went down a couple of tries early. And that ball from Barber that he got from Wade Graham on that out-in play when they headed towards that edge. Well, Barber, I thought Barber, Barber had an ordinary night. I thought um, he was pretty good, despite the yeah, few yeah. errors. Like, he found a way to just keep involved. He did, yeah, I, I get all that. I thought it was one, one, it wasn't his best night of the year, but the no. good thing is he didn't go into his shell. But he like closed it out. Like, back in the day, he would have just, yeah. like you said, gone down. was good. Yeah, he was uh, good. He kicked well last night. I thought he's For Fido, again, as well, for Fido, just 200 plus. Yeah. Just ridiculous. The Graham minutes, was good. Yeah. Lukey Lewis was good. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bulldogs were good. Their middle was good. Cassiano and Graham were Graham, good. Graham, Clemmer. Clemmer was big. Um, even yeah, Reynolds, that. not yeah. Reynolds' biggest fan. Hopper was good on return too. He was considering he didn't yeah, play for, for a month. So it's a simple thing with them. Again, closing out games, and I still don't really I just know. don't rate them. Like, they, like nah. even they can't, they can't finish a set. No, nah, they can't put a kick in. They're going to find a way. And then there's Hazards like, well, at half time, oh, the less said about the king game, the better. I'm like, well, you've obviously told them not to kick the ball in the last tackle because three or four times in a row they were inside twenty, and didn't kick the ball. They mm. deliberately ran it on last tackle. So you're the one telling them to do it. Don't then bag them on TV about it. Good times, Des. Yeah, God, good times. The man professor. Yeah. Well, Cronulla, like we said, massive game this week. They play the Cowboys. That's probably the game of the round. Looking forward to that one. And the Doggies, they play the Dragons. Uh, the way they play, that could be a headache. Could be quite a dour Ooh, yeah. affair. But uh, next up, we've got Mr. Gossip. And then after that, we'll answer any more fan forum questions that you guys chuck up uh, during that time. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He is back, and I make no apologies for the storm beating the Panthers. Hello, Gossip! <laughs> yeah, 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 but hey, at least it wasn't down to the last two minutes this time. We were, we were dead and buried after ten minutes, I thought. Yeah, put out your misery nice and early. It was a bit of a strangle fest, but on the upside, uh, young Nathan Cleary 
makes his debut. Solid effort against, well, you couldn't have a tougher debut, but absolutely pummeled in defence and held his own very, very well, I thought. Yeah, as a fan, I was super impressed. 30-plus tackles in your NRL debut against Storm, who were probably the best and were most consistent club in the past 10 years. Bellamy threw everything at him, and I thought he did really, really well. Um, and he, he's back again this week. Sour drops and uh, clear again, which is it's nice to have a half who can defend. Yeah, well, I was about to point out, all three of the tries came on Jamie Soward, uh, who we spotted up along with Tyrone Peachy. They, they picked on those two on that side of the field. So Nathan Cleary, barely 18 years old, I think just turned 19 maybe, held his own much better than a 215-game veteran, that's for sure. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for him. I, I, honestly, I didn't think he'd, he'd get a run this year, but Hook obviously knows what he's doing. We, we trusted him, I guess. Um, and, yeah, so far it's uh, well, one game in, he's done well. What else is cooking, mate? What's in the, the gossip pipe this week? We got much doing? Yeah, a few things going on. Um, we'll start with the West Tigers. They've signed, re-signed, I should say, Curtis Sirenen, oh. and they've also re-signed Brooks and Moses. So there goes a lot of their money to invest in those three guys. That's for sure. I watched Curtis Sirenen play New South Wales Cup two weeks ago, and he got sinbin and he was disgraceful. And I was certain that he was on the way out. So they just re-signed him. Like that's a great. Yeah. It's- Oh. It's strange. He, he did a re-sign him, yet he can't count like the grade. So uh, unless they paid him peanuts, I'm not sure of the amount. I tried to find the amount out this afternoon, couldn't find it. But um, yeah, it's, it's a strange re-signing. But um, the young boys, Brooks and Moses, re-signed. The the offer's been dramatically dropped from what it was at the beginning of the year. Um, but no surprise that they've re-signed. Yeah. Well, we saw that the supposed tweet. Uh, that Gus Gould put up to Uncle Uncle Nick, supposedly trying to sign Moses at the eleventh hour. And what were they? I don't understand re- that. Reneging. Like, why would the Roosters want Moses? Ah, uh, well, they reckon Hastings. They've got Hastings. They've got Madison. They've got yeah, Pierce. Well, they've got Pierce, but then obviously want Hastings out. That's the word that everyone basically knows. Parramatta had a nibble. St George apparently there's a few clubs they want him gone. No, if I was going to pick one of those, so I'd prefer Brooks personally. Both. I prefer I prefer Brooks as well. We've all got a different opinion on that one. Um, but in the end, I suppose the Tigers and them don't really have too many other options besides each other for the time being. So one more year, see what happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, still on the Tigers, boys. Robbie Farrell, like he, he keeps denying it, but he's definitely on the outer at the Tigers. Tigers fans are on social media absolutely supporting him, which which I guess is envious. But look, let's let's be serious for a minute. He, he had problems with Sheens, he had problems with Potter, he had problems with the old CEO, and now he's got problems with Taylor. I think Robbie Farron and Tigers fans have got to got to look at, at Robbie Farron a bit more. It's, it, it, there's got to be an issue with him, surely. Mate, there's a massive issue with him. I got an issue with him for Christ's sake for all this kind of <laughs> stuff going on and. For them to move forward, the boys' club's got to stop, and he's one of the biggest parts of it. He's probably the crown uh, of this whole setup. And then Mark O'Neill coming back, and then you hear about Todd Payton apparently going to get hired. It's just going to keep getting worse if they continue to head this direction. So something's got to give. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be very surprised to see him go around next year. But I, there's plenty of other hookers on the market. You've got Seguiara on on the market as well. Um, and that's that's to my next point, boy. Seguiara looks like he might be off to the Broncos or the Dragons. Mitch Rain is another one who's who's off contract as well. So there's two hookers that could possibly go to the Tigers or go anywhere, really. Yeah, I said Tigers. Louis said Dragons. I didn't even think of the Broncos. 
Well, but you, you look at it, they don't really have a lot of nine depth and they've had McCulloch's injury, so... Well, if they were going to pick up Seguiara, they'd obviously have to be losing Nicarima, which is looking likely, and they'd probably have to push Waddell out. And they've got the under-20s uh, kangaroos hooker who they kept, Jaden Beryl. So if they're going to pick up someone of Seguiara's stature, considering the side they've got and all the kids they've got... Uh, I don't know how much money they'd have. Brisbane wouldn't have that well. They've got third parties, so I suppose that doesn't really matter. Mm. Yep. All right, boys, a strange one that I wasn't going to mention tonight, but the mail is very, very good, and that's Bo Scott to the West Tigers. Um, it seems to be a strange one, uh, but, yeah, plenty of mail around about that one. They're clearing the decks for Hayne. I'm telling you. Parramatta. Well, Why are they getting rid of all these players? I've I got to say, I wasn't a big fan of when they signed Scott. He has been good this year, but I have a big issue with heavily it's investing. He's player almost. Yeah, but they're heavily investing in old blokes. Look what happened with Watmau. Like, you pay 800 for a bloke that lasted you one year. Like, good work. Mm. Like, that's my issue. Uh, and, yeah, he's been great, but he's been injured as well. How, yeah. how much longer is he going to last? He's 30-something bloody years old. Every week he's got an issue. He's been outstanding. I'm with you. But crossed. They're obviously clearing the decks for something, but at the same time, their salary cap is just a complete schmuzzle. So God knows how bad it is. But by this time next year, they might just have Jared Hayden cured for it if they keep going this way. Yeah. I don't know. All right, boys. Last one for the night, and I'm very keen to get your thoughts on this one. I've got mixed feelings about it as a Panthers fan, but it looks like Paul Carter um, is headed to Penrith. Obviously, Steve Carter, the great Panther, won a premiership with the Panthers in '91 with MG and all the and all the greats. But um, he's had his problems off the field. We all know that Paul Carter. But um, your take, boys, on, on Paul? I don't like him. Scarts. I don't like Bring him back the family. You're gonna have like Scarts and Cleary and. Cartwright, they're all going to be there together. I'm just going to throw it out there, and it may hurt a little bit. Just, he's a little bit like Nathan Brown. He's got so much grub uh, in I've got another problem, and it's with Penrith. Why do Penrith have this obsession with getting just good players or decent bits? How about you go out there and mix in with a few of these decent kids you've got like, and actually get like a top-line talent? Like, they overpaid for Trent Marion, and I'm a fan of Trent Marion, but I'm sorry. Constantly buying little bit players and having a really good New South Wales Cup side and a decent first grade side is not going to win you a comp. Mm. Put two or three of those average good players like, oh, we've got an injury but we can spot it this week. Stuff that. Go buy a decent they're, player. They're thinking that they don't want to buy pay overs for decent players when they're trying to build them. From I'm not the... saying pay overs. Get a decent player. You're not going to have a home run with all those kids. I reckon they've got enough well, decent kids to, to cover. what happens on um, Tamo first. Like you've got Moses this week, Corey Harrower and Nairo. You already see Cleary, one yeah, Blake, a bunch of these guys. Be you know, gun first grader. So, but I just think it's still a little bit of the wait and see. Same as Chris Gresmore. Like I like Chris Gresmore, but it's another like good player buy. It's there's too many. Well, they do have Tarmel coming. So yeah, just so saying... Tarmel's over the line. Yeah, well, it's, it was over the line weeks ago. He had agreed to terms. He hadn't put pen to paper. Mm. He was meant to put pen to paper when he was in Sydney um, over the Origin period, but it obviously didn't happen. So, um, it's a bit of a while. Anybody they say it's a done deal. I'm not too sure what he's waiting on. Yeah, so they need to get something out of line. And even that, again, um, I like Tarmow, but for the money they're talking about, I think you could probably do get somebody else who's a decent player a little bit younger for a bit less. So, How much uh, money is he getting? They're talking close to 700 Yeah, that's right. $3 million over I four years. Yeah. No, I'd rather Tarmow than Soward. Oh, I'm with you on that yeah, as well. But absolutely. We're talking halves to front rows. move Soward? Well, Soward's basically looking like he's on the outer now, yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. So he replaces his salary. It's not really like coming out of next year's salary. If you're replacing him with Soward, and you're not picking Soward anyway. It's a lot for a front row. 
I think I only pay 700 maybe for Bromwich or James Graham. There's not many front rows that give that kind of coin for. Yeah, 700. We, we did need a front you're row. Pay, you're paying Brooks and Moses 600. Yeah, but that's the Tigers. They're a basket case. Yeah, Penrith's not a basket case. No, they're not. But I'm just saying, they like to buy a lot of good good players. Yeah, not he's an, he's great a, he's players. He's a test player. Yeah. So, 700k for a test player. He, he, wouldn't get a run for, he wouldn't get a run for his own country if he actually played for New Zealand, though. Yeah, he would. No, he would. Please. Jared Rea, Bromwich, Madalino. Jared Rea, when he's on the field. Yeah. Madalino, he's playing like a bastard. Not for New Zealand. <laughs> good times. Yeah, you can't even get on the field, Madalino. Can't even get a six. He's not even starting, the big girl. It's only because of McFadden. Where's his form going? McFadden benches him every week. Oh, please. Oh, God. All right, is that the last one? That was it, mate. Yep. Good boons. All right, tips last week. Champ, you got five. Uh, I got seven and box well, head. You didn't get seven. You got six and you got origin right. This is my bugbear. Well, mate, we tip. Origin isn't a part <laughs> of the fucking round. Well, we always tip origin. I know and that. It counts but properly. it's not a part of the so round. Out of eight possible games last week, Mr. Correct, you yeah. got seven. I got out seven of out of seven. And in I got the NRL. seven out of eight. Well, good on you. But yeah, out of eight games, you got seven. At least ANZ Stadium recognised me today with right. a $50 drink voucher. Yeah, slip that in there. Excellent. <laughs> And I got seven mates as well. Origin three. So you're on 68, Goss. I'm on 66. Brock is on 70. So we're all two spaced out uh, this right. week. We've got the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. As always, if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Thursday night kicks off with the Brisbane Broncos against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, Brisbane Corey Oates comes back in, as does Matt Gillette. And we've got Travis Waddell coming in for Andrew McCulloch uh, to play nine. Tevita Pangai keeps his spot on the bench. On the Canberra side of things, Jack White and Shannon Boyd both suspended. So Zach Sando, who's been in good form in Cup, he gets a run at fullback. And Paul Vaughan goes from being rested to starting front row. So, well done, Ricky. Bit strange there, but I'm going to back Brisbane at home. Uh, lost four of their last five. They need to react. Those couple of changes for Canberra, I don't think changes a whole lot. Sando's in good form. Vaughan, he should be playing on their side regardless, but... Uh, I think this would be a task too much. I'm going the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos at home. What about you, bloke? She sledged me last week, and then now I'm, I've what? just responded with, uh, oh, because you, oh, we're even in the tipping comp, and yada, yada, yada. You started to ring your own bells, you blokes. Mate, uh, I've been behind the whole time. Bloody, you know, and then I, under pressure, I don't know what you were talking about, because yeah. I've been last the whole time. Right. So, uh, you're, you're still last. Yeah, I am. Whatever meds you're on, they're not working. Goss, see you tipping chart. I'll give you some medicine. Already on medicine. The fifth Broncos won't lose three in a row, boys. Yeah, 100% with you there. And the odds on that one, they are heavy favourites with William Hill, $1.26. The Canberra Raiders, three eighty-five minus 12. That's a huge line. I'm taking a piece of that. Yeah, good on you. Nah. You can have a piece of the minus 12. I will. That's a rubbish bet. 1 to 12 for both of these sides. The Broncos, three oh five, six dollars $6 for Canberra. 13 plus for the Broncos is $1.95. Canberra, $12. The second game, Friday night, it's the Tigers versus South Sydney. Flip a coin, dead set. You can't draw a line of form on either of his teams. Uh, the Tigers, Robbie Farah has been named to come back, even though Jason Taylor's been playing silly buggers. Tim Grant is back also, so Cheekham is 18th man. And South Sydney, the same side that lost last week to the Titans by a field goal. I'm going to go with South, not with much confidence. I don't trust either of these teams, though. I'm going to tip South. Um, last time these two sides played, West ambushed South. So I think they'll be looking for a little bit of revenge and... South obviously had that disappointing loss over in Perth, so I think they'll win. Yeah, I can't tip the Tigers, boys. Um, mm. Not after last weekend's performance. They're bad, bad at football. Also, beaten. They, they, they weren't terrible. Um, you know, the Burgess boys dropped the ball out of the game, so 
um, I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, that's one thing they do very well too, bounce the ball. But uh, the West Tigers are outsiders with William Hill, two seventy-five, a dollar forty-five. Are the South Sydney Rabbitohs six and a half is the start you get for the Tigers. Uh, the line one to twelve, four thirty-five Tigers, three ten South, thirteen plus six fifty for the Tigers, two fifty-five for South Sydney. Super Saturday kicks off. Newcastle go home to play the Warriors. The Warriors are unchanged for this one. One to seventeen from last week's team that beat the Broncos. For the Knights, Corbin Sims and Jacob Safidi join an extended bench. Josh King and Lachlan Fitzgibbon, 19th and 20th man. Warriors. I don't Warriors. need to go into depth about this one. Yeah. Newcastle and New South Wales Cup side. <laughs> yeah, look, I've got to go to the Warriors as well based on form of the Knights. Um, yeah, the Warriors, they came through a stinker. Oh, Oh. This will be it. More well, price, more price in Newcastle, three thirty. No. Give me five dollars, William Hill. I have some money on that. No, you can have that. Three dollars thirty for Newcastle uh, at home. You got the Warriors, a dollar thirty-three minus nine and a half is the line. The fact that that line is smaller than the one that Canberra and the Broncos are getting is ridiculous. One to twelve, oh, Newcastle. Home, They're a great side. Oh yeah, <laughs> top side. Uh, one to twelve, Newcastle five dollars. New Zealand are three oh five. Thirteen plus, you get eight fifty for Newcastle. Two twenty-five for the Warriors. I've already laid into that, and I'm going to have another dip at it. There's I no think, doubt. Um, last time Newcastle were at home, they got gang banged like sixty nil, didn't they, by the Sharks? Yeah, they did. I have no fear. And the Warriors, the last time, played terrible for a half, and then put thirty something points on them in yeah. one half of football. So was, yeah, they got pumped. Yeah, and they're in a lot better shape right now than what they were at that point. Nice. They're so. a top eight side, according to Cousin Gary. Yeah, they sure are. Good times, Cousin Gary. <laughs> wherever you are out there. Having a great time. The second game on Super Saturday up in Darwin. It's the Parramatta Eels uh, against the Gold Coast Titans coming off a great win. Parramatta, they've moved Kenny Edwards to 5'8 in the absence of Kieran Foran and Rory Bryan comes onto the bench. That's a bit of a strange one there. Um, the Titans, they're unchanged. They're obviously carrying 18th and a 19th man in Conrad Harrell and Cameron Cullen because they're on the road. Wouldn't be surprised to see Connie come into the side. Boxhead, what do you reckon? I'm um, tipping the Titans. The Eels, I think, have just... They've got past the point now where they can make the eight. Their season's gone, so they've checked in. And I think if the Titans are going to be a chance to make the eight, they, this is one they've got to win. Yeah, well, I've gone with the Titans as well. I think the fact they've already travelled, stayed on the road, uh, you know, get that win last week will boost them up. Don't think they'll be too homesick, so I'm going to stick with the Titans as well. The Titans playing really, really well, and I know it's a very important game for the Titans as a club. They've gone up to Darwin. They're trying to attract more fan base, so they're going to do a lot of work up there this week, apparently. So, big for the club if they went up there, and I think they will. They deserve it. They're playing well. Um, yeah, go to Titans. But they're our bogey team, the Eels. Yeah, they do tend to do us a dirty, and they are outsiders with William Hill, 208. Uh, about the Paramount Eels, the Gold Coast Titans, $1.75. Minus two is the line. 1 to 12, the Eels, 370. The Titans, 335. 13 plus for Para, 430 for the Titans, 340. Super Saturday wraps up with the Roosters playing the Melbourne Storm in Sydney. Uh, looking at this one, still the same halves as last week. No Mitchell Pierce name. Is he a late inclusion? I am not too sure. Isaac Liu is out as well. Mitchell Fry is in Melbourne, unchanged. One to seventeen. I'm going to stick with the Storm, especially uh, with that Mitchell Pierce not being there. Uh, the young halves weren't too bad last week, but I think this will be a bridge too far yes. against the quality side. Storm is, I think, um, and that'll just about see the rest of the season gone. I think. Yeah, they were lucky to win uh, against the Tigers. <clears throat> and in the dismal conditions, I think it was a dry track that they win. I think the Storm will, will smash them. Yeah, I've got a bit of a feeling as well about the, the odd 13+. plus. But the odds here, William Hill, the Roosters, 285. The Storm, 
$1.42 minus 7.5 is the line. 1-12 for the Chooks, four fifty five. Storm 1 to 12 is 310. 13 plus 725 for the Roosters, 245 for the Melbourne Storm. Sunday, the injury ravaged Manly Seagulls play the Penny Panthers, who have got another debutant. Uh, but looking at Manly, up beside Coruscant and Dylan Walker, now make up the halves pairing. Brent Lawrence gone for the year, so Adam Fanua Blake comes back into the side, as does Blake Leary. And 18th man, Liam Knight, looking to make his debut. A very, very good. Junior Rugby League player. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they included him. He likes to put Aragard in his mouth, but... What? Oh. Think I, think uh, he's no. put in his mouth. That's wicked. That's some crook stuff <laughs> right there. What are you doing, Liam? Oh, wow. Well, Something. in that case, he, he, you know he goes hard. That probably might be why. Yeah. Jamie Sout. God! If you see a can of Aragard on the, uh, in the camera, sh- uh, the shed in the camera. It's Liam. Ca- camera in the shed, even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know what's going on. He just pumped himself up. Yeah, it's definitely Liam. Jamie Sauer. Oh, playing New South Wales Cup. Have fun this week. What do you make of that one, Gossip? I'm happy with that. Uh, Titans up our goal line defence. Um, <laughs> Storm really target that side of the field and a lot of other teams have. I'm happy with it, mate. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be around, I don't think, next year anyway. So might as well drop him and give, give Cleary a go. I'm with you 100%. He plays in a dinner suit, but he won't be at whatever park around he's playing at this weekend, let me tell you. No. Hopefully it's Henson, because that place is hard. That'll hurt him regardless of what happens. The game's evolved. The game's changed. Jamie hasn't evolved with the game. He can kick, and that's about it. Yeah, well, he's out, and Sam McKendry obviously got suspended. So Moses Laota, uh, another junior, getting a debut there. And Sitaleki Akawola gets a spot on the bench. I was a big fan of his last year, uh, watching him play cut for the Tigers. tip, isn't it? It's a hard one to tip, but at the same time, I think Manly just been so ravaged. I'm going to go with Penrith. And I'm going to go Penrith as well. Jeez, we're going to be seven all the same. I thought you guys were going manly. I'm going to go to the Panthers. Oh, you're... Manly, I don't think we'll... We're Panthers. Jeez, this bike's right down the wrong tip. He said manly, so I just got confused. He gets gets things... He's (laughs) trying to sabotage his tipping comp, mate. I ain't sabotaging (laughs) shit. But the odds on this one, manly, are the outsiders with William Hill. $2.70, $1.47 about the Penny Panthers. Minus six is the line. One to 12 for manly is 425. You get 310. For the Panthers, 13 plus, 6.15 for Manly, 2.65 for Penrith. Uh, on Monday, we've got a double because it's the, the long weekend, the Queen's birthday. You've got the Dragons versus the Bulldogs, the boring, boring old Dragons. Hopefully, they actually play some football <laughs> this week. So, Lever Harvili replaces Josh McCrone. That's the only change uh, to the side from their last win before they had the bye, and the Bulldogs are unchanged. For this one, I'm going to go the Bulldogs, wow. uh, basically because the Dragons can't score points. I don't like either of these teams. I think Neither do I, but one, one can score more points than the other one, so that's enough for me. Yeah, I'll go the Dogs, but when St George win, I'll be pulling the air out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Moses Empire remembers his brain um, on Sunday, on Monday, sorry. His brain stat <clears throat> on Monday night was terrible, but... Um, yeah, hard one to pick, boys. I'll I'll, uh, I'll go the dragons. Dragons. Man. Well, mate, they might, they'll win 8-6. You can have the dragons. Oh, you, but the dogs yeah. are terrible as well. Yeah, they're not as bad yeah, as the dragons. And, and, and Monday is the, the day of the upset. Mate. I'm when sorry. <laughs> the day of the upset. I'm sorry, but every week I'd, <laughs> I'd rather watch... the day of the motorboat. That's I'd prefer to watch Newcastle get beat by 50 because I think they actually have a dig compared to watching the dragons. The dragons bore me to death, even when they get a win. Yeah. 
That's that's, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I like George Fitz. Like the weekend when they were down by forty and they scored that nice try where Mick Marmer, of all people or Dennis, I can't remember who it was, scored. That was a decent See, backline. Seriously, shift. I might watch a rerun of Cheers and rather than watch this game. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers is a good show. <laughs> because I'm mate, sorry, Mr. Uh, Peterson. The Dragons are horrendous in Canberra. I just can't. They can't even kick on the last half. I'm sorry, here. Mr. Peterson. My chiropractor yeah. said I can't carry you home no Don't more. Don't tell me the salary caps work. I mean, you got Canterbury running what six. And they they can't even kick on the last tackle. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. Got the odds for this one. WilliamHill.com. The Dragons are outsiders. Two dollars ninety five. A dollar forty about the Dogs. Minus eight is the line. One to twelve for the Dragons. Four fifty five. Three fifteen for the Dogs. Thirteen plus seven fifty for the Dragons. Two forty for the Dogs. And the best game of the round is the one that wraps it up. It's a blockbuster at the Prison. It's the Sharkies. Versus the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, both these sides basically unchanged, except Ray Thompson, after scoring a double in his 100th game, uh, goes out and Michael Morgan comes back in. The Sharkies looking to make it 10 in a row. What a record. Uh, this one, flip a coin, but I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys to get the job done here. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. The bubble's about to burst, I think, for the Sharkies. Yeah, sorry, mate. No, I'm going to go the, the, the Cowboys as well. The Sharks, let's not forget, they beat a, a hapless Bulldogs side. Only just on the bell. The Dogs are terrible. Mm. Um, last time these two teams played, they played in Cronulla. It was nothing in it. But the Cowboys are winning. Mm. When you get on such a streak like Brock said, it's, it's bound to come to an end. People are asking, are they peaking too early? I don't think so. I think they've banked plenty of points, which is a good thing. But uh, if there's a game you're going to lose on a run like this, this is one of the ones the Cowboys will be looking at the table thinking well, it's already a four-point gap. We lose here, it's a six-point yeah, gap. Yeah, they need to grab this win so. to make sure they dilute that well, top I'm sure four. Brisbane will, be, Brisbane will be looking at this game thinking, well, come on, the Cowboys. Well, they lose to the Canberra. Canberra. Canberra jumps ahead of them in a fourth spot because yeah, that draw takes but, them But in. also, yeah, like in terms of top four. And then Canberra get the Tigers. Well, two, really. After this, though, if they beat Brisbane, they get fourth, then they get the Tigers, and then they get the Cowboys without their origin players, and they get Newcastle. Oh. So Canberra's in a position right yeah, now. Yeah, Canberra will drop one of those games. That's what Canberra does. Well, that's all, all I'm saying is if they beat the Broncos... This is what you do. You look at the draw and you think... I'm just telling you what's coming up, team, but You're talking about scenarios as well and what could happen in the top four. I'm, I'm telling you what could happen as you well. Can't chalk, you can't chalk wins up for teams because more often than not, it's a game you don't expect them to win that they do win. Well, they're going to win. And the ones you pencil in, they drop because well, they're retard. Let's finish this off before you interrupt me again. All right, we've got Pickham for the Sharks and the Cowboys. It's a dollar ninety-one a piece. One to twelve for both sides. Three twenty. Thirteen plus four twenty-five and a twelve and a half start. A dollar fourteen. That's all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill Charity Bet. What are we thinking? Oh mate, you always drop us on me. I'm looking at the Warriors thirteen plus. I'm all over that. Two twenty-five. Well, we're just gonna have a hundred on that. Well, we can put something else in if you want, or we can split it if you want to have your own leg. But I'm getting on that. That's happening. Yeah, we'll have a look at it. Warriors thirteen plus, Melbourne thirteen plus. Let it ride. Let it ride. I think Melbourne. I don't know. They don't look like a side that. Gossip. If you're gonna have a bet this week, mate, what would it be? What do you reckon? Is there anything that takes your fancy? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> geez, I don't know. Broncos, 13 plus. Yeah. That's, put the herd on the against the Knights, wouldn't you? They get thrashed every week. Mate, seriously. They're playing the Warriors. The Warriors are fool's goal. Who cares? Everyone's hammered Newcastle. Mate, Newcastle at home. 
They've got Hocko back. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if he's playing. Hocko played last week too. <laughs> Did he? I didn't even see him. I can't believe that, 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 that the, the line's not even over 13. This is ridiculous. Snowden's going to play. Paul Harrigan's coming back. You Danny Medeiros is playing. You want to talk about match fixing? They're going to wheel Joey out. There needs to be an investigation on this line. Something fishy's going on. McDougal's going to rub some Vaseline into his legs. Talk to him. Talk to him, dude. Shit. Man shape. He's looking fit. I'm not, it's not so much the Knights. It's more the Warriors for me. I just The Mate, Warriors can't get out of their own way. I'll give you a 30-point start. I'll crush Newcastle. Oh, we'll have a little side bet on that if you want. They will absolutely I'm happy, have 50, I'm happy to have 50 on Newcastle with 30 There's going to be a start. crank. They're going to just break them open. But, Goss, cheers for uh, all the dirt, son. Thanks for the tips. We'll see what happens this week. There's not a whole lot of difference, obviously. I think only the Dragons. That's the only one that you've yeah, tipped. Want a bludger of a one to pick for me to, to try and level things up or get close, but yeah, well, hopefully you Hopefully you've gone to a gunfight with a knife. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. Go your knife. Oh, well, hopefully go the Panthers. <laughs> Come on, mate. Don't be back in the Knights. They're going to get the hurt put on. Sorry, Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle and the Dragons fans. Yeah, no, doesn't fans your, your old man goes right. to the Knights, doesn't he? Your dad. Your dad's a Knights fan, isn't he? Oh, massive nights, man. Yeah. He lives in the freezer. He's arrogant. <laughs> he can meet up with our cousin and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Although we're still trapped in the mid-90s. So, oh, yeah. Talks about so is all of Newcastle. Yeah. They're all trapped in the mid-90s. Don't you worry. Careful. It's only a two-hour drive. Oh, who oh, cares? Mate. They can come to the roof and find me. I don't want to get shivved. Yeah, you'll be right. <laughs> if it was going to happen, Cousin Gary, again, he would have done it already. Yeah. We've hung more at Newcastle than anyone could, and he's copped it on the chin, so it's all good. <laughs> But gossip, enjoy your weekend, champion. Hopefully the pennies uh, with another debutant can get the job done against Manly and drag themselves back into the eight for you. Thanks, lads. Much appreciated. See you next week. Have a good See one, champ. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. You can catch him on Facebook by heading up to the search bar and typing in NRL Gossip, or his handle on Twitter is at NRL Gossip. We will do the final fan questions uh, that have happened since going to do Mr. Gossip and the odds from WilliamHill.com and coming back. So jumping straight back into things, Rob Carter, if you're in charge of the recruitment at the Titans, which fullback would you be chasing for next season to best compliment Taylor, LG and Peets? Are they a real hope next season if they sign a gun fullback given the strength of the forward pack and the spine? Well, I'd be happy with David Meter fullback. Get rid of the rest, put David Meter fullback. Well, looking at what's available right now as well, what you can actually get, not fantasy dreaming, there is no one you'd want to sign really. The only one I would look at, because you can get him on the cheap, and I, I think he's a good player, is Jerome Hughes, who you let go to the Cowboys. Mm. Um, if they got him back, which they could, I guess. Yeah, but who's better than him? Uh, who's better, Mead or him? Well, Mead can't ball play, Hughes can. Mm. So, either either, but I think you could strengthen your whole team with Hughes. But as far as who's actually available, you've seen more of Hardacre than I have, and again, I don't think I'd be willing to pay 600000 No, I've, um, well, I've watched Hardacre for the last... Two or three years because I watched basically every Leeds game. So. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying he got, he got he got the best player in the year of the year over there last year. So yeah. he's no mug. He can no, play. He's no mug. I get um, that. But, but I'm he needs saying. to be playing behind a forward pack that's going forward, and he's you know if that's not happening, he's pretty ineffective because he relies on a quick play. The ball. Well, I was about to say that. from the bits and pieces I've seen, no, I don't think he plays tough. That's no, he just plays, well. He plays tougher than most over there. I, I still think he comes here. Not exactly the Tompkins effect. He's definitely bigger than what he's I've better seen. than Tompkins. He's better than Tompkins. Better I agree with that. He's Tom- bigger than Tompkins, but I still don't think he'd come he over plays here harder than Tompkins. and put some of that work in. And I don't think. But I wouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want to pay the six hundred to find out. No, well, not for. Well, not when I've that. got David Mead there, who I know plays tough. And you've already got so. the contract. So if anything, I'd probably bring Hughes in for a year and then have a look at what's out there because I know I can get Hughes for cheap and he's a great player. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for now on that one. Rob, I'd be waiting for next year because there's no one really decent on the market. Huey Law, the Brisbane halves don't really set the world on fire with three straight losses. Is this troubling signs? Well, it is in a way in the fact that they've obviously lost some confidence. They're not defending as good as they they were. Um, but no, everyone's going to go on a losing streak at some stage. You can't win them all. It's during Origin. Uh, one of them they could have easily won against the uh, the Broncos. They could have easily won against the Tigers. Um, the only real aberration was the weekend's game. They, they looked flat on the weekend, uh, and I thought they lacked effort. But the other two, they, they games they could have easily won. Yeah, I, I'm not so worried just yet. Uh, I think my biggest issue, and we spoke about this before, if anything's weak in their game, it's their fifth tackle option between the two of them. That's something that I thought would have well, improved. lost in those two games. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it would have improved this year. So far, it hasn't. But when their forwards are going forward and they're confident, oh, I think they'll both be fine. Brisbane are going to be there uh, when the whips get cracking. Graham Wright, question one. How dull was Origin 1? Five drives and a kick. Five drives and a kick. Dull as dog shit. Supposed <laughs> to be the pinnacle of rugby league. How do we make it more appealing to the neutral? Well, play it on a dry deck to start with at an earlier time. Yeah. Uh, like it if it was a Saturday night, get a or a Saturday afternoon, or was even Sunday afternoon, you know, you get a decent crowd there, dry track, um, and pick the right teams. I think from New South Wales's perspective, Queensland know what to do down here. They know what the weather's yeah. going to be rubbish. They just grind it out. Yeah, they'll grind it out. They'll go up there and they'll open up. They'll play and good they, footy. They do play good footy when they go up there. Question two: What are Brock's playing credentials? I heard you, Lewis, played for Canberra in the twenties. What about Brock? I played for Warragamba Wombats. Warragamba Wombats. There you go. Turn around, touch your toes, show them where the wombat goes. Well, no, I played flag at Parramatta was my pinnacle, so... And now he's a coach. Yeah. Mini Bellamy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, and question three, what are your New South Wales changes for Origin 2? Well, Wade Graham should have been there, but now that Boyd Corner's out, <coughs> I'd have him come in. I don't really want to speculate on other changes, because to be honest, I don't think Laurie Daly's going to make it here. So... Well, he's got to he's got to make one in Walker. If, if what I actually well, not really actually if he brings Frizzell in, really he doesn't matter change, does he? No, he can pick the same squad. He's just brought his 18th man in, that's it, and sticks with Walker, which wouldn't surprise me if he would. But I'd have Carter or Bird take that spot because I don't think he's going to budge on any of the forwards that he had on the bench. I'd still keep uh, Walker in camp and then send him back later later on. Yeah, but I'm saying like logically, what I can see happening, given the way he's operated. I could see him bringing in Wade Graham, or I hope he gets Wade Graham, or Frizzell. I don't think he will. No, I'm with you. I reckon he'll pick Frizzell. I I wish he wouldn't. I think Wade Graham deserves that spot, but I think they're the only two changes I could see him making. If it was me, I'd make three or four, but I don't think he will. Uh, Adam Bain, what about a game of football on Monday night? Neither side deserved to lose. Did Wade Graham do his origin chances some harm? Thought he was a little ordinary when the Sharks were under pressure. Did Jack Bird play his way into Walker's position? I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, we both think Bird could easily go into Walker's position. Um, Wade Graham, I don't think he did his uh, chances any harm. He missed a couple of tackles and, um, he, you know, he made some errors, but no more than anyone else. So I thought the Sharks as a whole looked a little bit rattled at times last night, but in the end they found the found a way to win. Um, yeah, I thought the dogs just... Played the shark style of footy last night perfectly. So yeah, they made it ugly. It was a grind of a game, and again, nine in a row when the pressure was on. That a bad night. You're not going to be perfect every night, and they still found a way to win. And uh, Jack Bird, I said it before, the utility spot should have gone to Wade Graham, Bryce Cartwright, or Jack Bird. So uh, any of those blokes should be in there for Walker if they're not playing in the back row. Chris Cicluno, can the Titans finish in the top eight? Although they are only six wins and six losses, 
how do you feel they are travelling using comparison from form from past seasons? Well, they're 100 times better than past seasons. They're tough as... Well, really, it's top nine this year in the fact that a top eight side isn't going to be there. So whoever was going to be ninth is going to now make the eight because of the Eels. So if the Titans were going to finish ninth behind the Eels, they're now going to get into the eight. Because well, I'm not even looking at the Eels in there. I'm, I'm getting no, sick I'm not of either, but they're, they're out. Yeah, I know that. You're already in the eight. Realistically, they would have made the eight. The question so is, are you going to win six more games? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they'll go very, very close. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But if I had to bet, I'd say no. I reckon you will. If you're looking at who's kind of around you, I'd put you guys... This is what I'm saying. You might not have to win six because of the way the competition is. You might only have to win five. A losing record might get you in this year, whereas before you had to be 50-50. Oh, so, so but ninth, they talked about it. Ninth often loses is one under 500. So that, that team now may get in because power dropped back. Usually there's a four or five team log jam that one scrapes in on four and against. That's mm. the other thing. That's the usual how it works. There's usually three or four teams all 12 and 12. Well, especially now with such a um, high end at the top. You haven't really been hammered by anyone bar Melbourne, I think, either. Melbourne's the only team that belted you. Yeah. So I don't think your four and against would be that bad. South has copped a few you know, ugly results, considering. Yeah. So looking at who's hanging around that zone, I think that, that's one thing when I look at the Bulldogs. I think they'll do enough to probably get the wins and their four and against won't be too bad. But I think the Titans are running better than South and the Dragons, who are other teams competing for those spots right now. At the moment, yeah. So yeah, I think they're a decent chance. Dominic Coogan for Fita was bending the line in origin, but did you think uh, he fights to stand in the tackle too long and ultimately has a slow play ball, losing the advantage? Well, I don't. That's my that's his strength. That's really? my pet hate with David Clemmer because Clemmer gets dominated, then turned around and put on his back. For Fita may get extra numbers in, but they can't get him onto the ground, and he draws penalties. So I think Most of the time they call hell with him standing, and then they well they're not supposed to take him on the if it's if he's on his feet when they call hell and they put him on the ground that's a penalty. That's a penalty. So like I said, I think he does a really good job of that. Does he carry on sometimes? Sure, but he dominates that. Whereas, that's his strength. He needs to be up to offload. Yeah, and I think Clamour on the other end, like I said, usually bends the line, drags numbers in, but he tends to fight too long. And get but he's right in the way in the fact that if he's taking a yardage carry and he needs to get down, he just needs to recognise yeah. when when's a good time to stand and when is a good time to just get out and play it. Well, he popped out three offloads in quick time, he so did. I yeah. thought he did a good job. Uh, and the last one here, Pat Heffernan. Who is the best utility option for New South Wales out of Jack Bird, Dylan Walker, Blake Austin, Josh Reynolds, Tyron Peachy, or Bryce Cartwright? I think, I think Wade Graham has earned the second row spot. So I think he gets the second row spot. If you're going to pick one, it's Bryce Cartwright or, or it's Jack Bird at this point in time. Bird played decent minutes uh, in the juniors in the back row, the centres, even at fullback. And then we watched him come into first grade and do more than a stand-up job as a 5'8". Now he's playing in the centres. Yeah. So he can do all those jobs. Bryce Cartwright, junior six, can play back row, centre. So if you're going to go off form of all these players mentioned, they're probably the two standouts. But, yeah, Jack Bird definitely didn't do his uh, chances any harm the other night, that's for sure. Uh, just checking Twitter. No more questions on that one. So to finish things off, Boxhead, Kaizen. How's that all going? It rained out last night, and we got obviously the public holiday off this week. Oh, good time. So how many weeks is left in that? Six. <clears throat> Four through, six to go. Well, that's good stuff, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be one running in the summertime. But for now, Kaizen Sports Performance is devoted towards bringing, uh, bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport. We are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources, and support that only elite athletes receive. Our business service includes... Performance academies, functional movement screenings, team building and leadership workshops and pre-season camps. 
The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. And Kaizen is spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. And our other partner, of course, Rugby League Coaching Manual. As a coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. But who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? That's the big question. Well, let me tell you, it's RLCM, Rugby League Coaching Manual. And they've been providing coaching educational material to coaches since 93 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs and drill books. All this material is available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Boxhead, you got anything coming up soon for yeah, RLCM? Yeah, um, I've written an article, I submitted it last week, so it should be in the upcoming um, version of RLCM, just on halfbacks and developing halves, so... There you go. And like I just mentioned there, uh, Kaizen, Brock's, what did you say? Was it six weeks or four weeks? We're four weeks in, six to go. Four weeks, six to go. And as I've just mentioned in that new readout there, there will be a Summer Academy coming. So keep your eyes out for that. Kaizen Sports Performance on Facebook, K-A-I-Z-E-N. Thank you to Kaizen Sports Performance. Thank you, RLCM Rugby League Coaching Manual. Great information there. And the big thank you goes to WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Charity bet, I'm pretty confident Warriors 13 plus. Um, you're probably going to think of something else to check. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. You're just going to go one out on that? You don't yeah. want to try and double that up? Or? No, I'm happy with that. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that one, pretty simple. 225. If you get a win, it's 125 win. Uh, last week, no dice? No, no good last week. No dice. All right. Well, there you go. I'm pretty sure we're doing all right. We're about $1,200 up, so hopefully the Warriors can get us a bit more cabbage in the bank. This week, thank you, Kaizen Sports. Thank you, Rugby League Coaching Manual. Thank you, WilliamHill.com. But most importantly, thank you to all of you out there who listen to the show. Uh, If you do listen and you haven't rated us yet on iTunes, I don't know exactly how most people listen. I'm sure most people probably just use audioboom.com. But if you have the time, if you do enjoy the podcast, please go onto iTunes, find us, fifth and last NRL podcast, rate us, review us. And uh, we really love doing this show for you guys out there. So thank you for listening. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.